www.thepatriotsocialdemocrats.com. If tomorrow wasn't promised, what would you get for today? Forget that there was any sunlight left. What would you spend today thinking about? Yourself or the man that's beside you? Or the man that you know you'll give everything in your heart for? We get one opportunity in life, one chance in life, to do whatever you're going to do, to lay your foundation and to make whatever mark you're going to make, whatever legacy you're going to leave, leave your legacy. And it's found through effort. Wins and losses come a dime a dozen. But effort, nobody can judge effort. Because effort is between you and you. Effort ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. So that team that think they're ready to see you, they think what they seen on film, they ain't saw what film shows. Because every day is a new day. Every moment is a new moment. So now you got to go out and show them that I'm a different creature. Now! Seven minutes past the hour. Welcome into the kickoff hour here on the Rick and Bubba Show. What's up? Thank you so much for making us part of your day. Interns Nick and McKenzie are on the phones at 866 be Big soon to be given Rick and Bubba intern nicknames that they'll ever forever be known for. Uh, and that's then going to change. No longer Nick or McKenzie. No. <laughs> so we got that on the table today. Uh, a number of guests today. We have Jonathan Evans. He's part of Gridiron's Men's Conference in Huntsville this year. He'll be joining us late in the show. And General uh, Michael Flynn will be joining us as well uh, a little bit later in the show. It's about three hours and a half from now. Uh, he'll be joining us uh, on the old Rick and Bubba show. Rock, Rick and Bubba University was recorded, and it is ready to publish Lance Ingram, uh, former intern Firestone. Uh, he's got a lot going on, and we've been talking about him uh, this week. He's our featured guest in Rick and Bubba University the podcast, which publishes Saturday morning. So be looking for that. Set your notifications up and uh, and make sure that you are fully aware of when that is ready to watch or listen. All right, well, let's bring them in. Uh, right over there to my left, it's uh, right through that little window right there. It is one Eddie Van Adler. He's got TV rolling. And to my right, it is Mr. Greg Burgess and Michael Helms. Well, boys, how y'all doing? Y'all good? Everybody good? Yeah. Good. Good, good, good. I see that you're keeping up Fishing Shirt Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Rocking oh, it, rolling right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Fired it up. This is really my least favorite of the bunch. Is it? I got okay. about six now. This is my least favorite. Wow. So I thought I'd wear it today. Okay. You just to, you know, just I bet to, you Academy loves you. They do. Yeah. Yeah. I got the guys back. Between the shirts and the lures, uh, <laughs> my kids will lose a lure. <laughs> it happens. Oh, it goodness gracious! It Can does. we? we, we Man, hung, it happens. I saw a spinnerbait hung up on a fence yesterday. Um, mm. A swim jig in a tree. Hey, that's good. Got to feel what Greg feels every morning. I got this morning. I got to feel that, and that was the drive in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from about an hour away. Yeah. And uh, goodness gracious, Greg! It it was actually nice for me today because it's only one day. Yeah, and I had me a podcast oh, yeah. and a cup of Joe, and it was actually a nice little quiet right. morning, right. and and I enjoyed it. I actually did. Um, Just don't want to do that. But I days. can't <laughs> imagine doing it for thirteen years. Mm-hmm. Every day, every weekday. It's it's. It's a good little trip. Wow. Back on the road. <clears throat> well, wow. Yeah, and you got to get up really early, but that, yeah. 
<laughs> I noticed, uh, you know, and because you had to drop your truck off this morning, I had to pick you up for that. And Speedy's going to take care of the back end. It's like we're I just, feel, I feel like it's that. like we're Uber drivers yeah. for you lately. It's like yeah. you're our little kid. I kind of like that. Um, well, y'all come to the house. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it really didn't affect when I left this morning because I wanted, because to your point, you usually beat everybody here in the mornings because you want to give yourself enough time in case something yeah, happens. Exactly. So I did the same thing this morning and boy, that clock. It went off at two forty five versus uh my typical three fifty. Three. And hey, hey, oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different ball game, friend. <laughs> it is. Hello um, two. You wouldn't think yeah. it made that much difference. Well, it's yeah. just when that when it starts with the two. You know, it's just wow. different. Yeah, that's something. Just a little <laughs> different. So commend you for what you do every day. Because that's a that's a that's a that's, a, that's I mean, again, like I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I I did, but again, it's just one day. Mm-hmm. It's one hour, right? So it's not a really big deal to me. But my goodness, Greg. Yeah, yeah, you know, you get used to it, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> the best you can. <laughs> so what's going on with y'all? Uh, me over here? Oh, yeah. you were looking y'all. at him. Well, y'all, y'all, know, y'all includes too. Well, you, you were looking. At not your really little... sure what's going on with you today. Yeah. Well, you were you were looking at your little brother over <laughs> Did there. You find these staples? Well, guys, that's not <laughs> what I asked. Is not a ridiculous question. I know it's I know, fun it's to funny. some. Yeah, yeah, it, it is was, funny, but it's not ridiculous. It, it was the way you did it. <laughs> it, it was, was just uh, funny. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Frustration in his voice. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, come on. So no, hey, good over here. Just a lot happening. A lot happening. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you see, you're, this is why I'm watching him. I want him to get out of what yeah, he's well, doing and well, watch you, you. You're just your eyes are on him to where <laughs> well, because uh, you, you can look away, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's good. Um, just you know, a lot happening at the old Wilburn house, but it is in every family, so yeah. we just we just making it happen. <clears throat> Fired up, ready to go. You know, it's been a Friday. short. It's been a short week, it so has. for a lot of folks, uh, some why of you, didn't it feel long? To some me. of you worked <laughs> on Monday, uh, Memorial Day. So uh, it is not a short week for you, but for a lot, it, it is. So today is Friday. Been been try been hard trying to figure out what day it is all week. No, you know, to your point, just a little off on people. You know, we <clears throat> I don't even like to bring it up because it is a short week for us, and last week was a short, short week. week for us. But on on Monday. I uh, I had stopped to get gas, and there was a there was a big huge Coca Cola truck, and he had, he had pulled up, and he was doing his thing, and I thought, well, see, not a, not a short week for you, no, like you're still getting after the it, right? Now. Have to yeah. be delivered, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and that's probably we're probably just short some week. of the very short few week. that get to do that, yeah. So very fortunate on that right. front. Uh, so um, I did not know this, but we celebrate national donut day on the first friday of june every year it seems year. like donut days we every, do. i mean we, we hear that a lot there's right. there's got to be multiple donut days it has to be has yeah, to be cuz then you, always having a then you slide down here and it's national cheese day you know but the, the, cheese day it's national I like, cheese I'm big day on cheese. I, I, I don't want cheese. cheese on a donut no, no how you no. feel about cheese i love cheese the, Wil- the wilburn family loves cheese cheese you, you add throw cheese, cheese to anything it makes it better doesn't it though it does I mean, y'all don't eat cheese by yourself, though, do you? I do what now? By itself. I, well, I'll cut a log off. <laughs> yeah. A big square. Yeah, there's Especially nothing better when than I was that. a kid. Big old thick cheese. You sit in and cut you a big chunk of it. Uh huh. You like it. You I like that like one in that hoop cheese in the store. <laughs> mm-hmm. How about cheese? A little, little, little square of cheese on some Ritz crackers? Oh, yeah. You like that? Yeah. What about the little packs that are already little squares? Oh, yeah. Lando Lakes. <laughs> I just like cheese. You can uh, you can buy pre cut like pre cut cheese and and you know different cheese. You know my least favorite <clears throat> American the little singles. Okay, that's my least favorite cheese. 
I'll eat it. But it's mm-hmm. my go-to with a grilled cheese. If I'm making a grilled cheese, that's yeah, what I go it to. Is to. Yeah, how, how, how it's built, my least it's favorite. For that. It is. How y'all on craft singles? That's what I'm that's talking, what about. No, talking about. But just the singles, just the. It's my least yeah, favorite. It's okay. least favorite. I like the packaging. I see what you're saying. I thought you were talking about the little. No, no, okay. I'm talking about. Yeah, you're right. The the American craft yeah, singles. Yeah, yeah. Which go on? I mean, I mean, they're a staple. Yeah, we, but if uh, you said Greg, like if I'm gonna make cheese toast, I'm not using it. Okay. Yeah. I'm putting grated um, on there. A little bit of a step out, which turned to be – it just scared me, just spooked me a little bit. Love cheese. Uh, I'm out grilling. I'm on the grill, and Terry, you know, is bringing out different things. Okay, it's time for this. And she had all the cheese, and she brought yeah, the cheese out. Yeah. And I thought – I, I thought, well, she'll bring the, the Kraft Singles. Well, she did not bring the Kraft oh, Singles. Really? She – I mean, she stepped out and brought some different – I don't even know what kind it was, but it was not the Kraft Singles. It was thicker – and each square was bigger. But it wasn't American cheese? Uh, no, no. Uh, it was... Um, I'm a cheddar guy. Provolone. I like mild cheddar. Pepper Jack. Yeah. There's Pepper uh, Jack. Oh, there's Pepper Jack. Pepper Jack. Was one of, yeah. But, yeah, but, the, like but how about the Mo- slices? I like the straight up mozzarella. The slices, slices were so big. You can't, it can't be so big that... The whole yeah, thing. yeah. So you had to cut it in half. And I, I felt oh. bad. But I had to cut it in half. So each <laughs> slice... How you, you feel know, about Munster? I love that. Mm. If I'm saying do you know what bad. I'll do with mozzarella? The shredded. I'll take a Ritz cracker. To your point, Speedy. I'll put a little mozzarella, mm-hmm. and I'll put a jalapeno pepper, Ooh, and I'll put a dab of Thousand Island. Oh, and you wow. can do whatever dressing you want, but that's the one I do. Just right a little, there. just a little dab. It's a lot of work. A little dab of do. Yeah. And if you want to get real creative with it, <clears> throw <throat> a little bacon bit on it. Ooh. Oh wow! You, you got you something. Creative. That's good a good night. little snack. Wow. Bacon and cheese together. Bacon and cheese. Well, I'm hungry now. All right, that's fine. But yeah, no, I I just, today is actual National Cheese Day, but the first Friday in June, they claim is National Donut Day. Listen, that don't even make sense. I know. We celebrate the donut today, they say. All righty. I've never had cheese on a donut. No. Would you do that? No. In a dare? Yeah, in a dare. In a dare, yeah. Sure. Almost 22 minutes past the hour. Almost. Thank you so much for tuning in to the kickoff hour here on the Rick and Bubba Show. Busy show today, indeed. Uh, Jonathan Evans uh, going to be one of the featured speakers uh, at Gridiron Men's Conference in Huntsville this year. He'll join us late in the show today. Lieutenant General Michael Flynn will also join us today. He's going to be uh, part of a, um, a very special night with the Jefferson County GOP uh, called Saluting Their Service. He'll be their featured speaker and so we've got uh, General Flynn scheduled for today as well. Will of Meat has spun. We know that. That's off the table. It did that. We did that yesterday. Had a lot of fun yesterday with the old Will of Meat. Greg on the drums. Everybody loves that. Will of Meat. Kidding me. Uh, we have uh, a couple of unnamed interns, but they got names. It's Nick and, uh, and my, uh, Mackenzie in there. They are, are here for their second day today. Getting show prep ready for the guys uh, as we dial it in. The main show starts Nickname right after Staples. top of the hour. Uh, do what now? Nickname Staples. You still on that? 
866 we I wish big. we could play that video, Greg was just playing in the break. I know. There well, was there's just only a, one word. I know. I know. I know, Greg. Maybe if we could just. But we still we can't make, play that one maybe word. Maybe if we could come out of that before he gets yeah. into that, it, it might be gold. Um, but we have a. Um, a, a guy running for mayor in, uh, in Mobile, Alabama. Well, he he well, he's really not. He, okay, he got, he just he got arrested for he stealing a fire a vehicle from the fire department. Okay, and when they bring him out in this cuff, he claims he's running for mayor. Okay, all right. <laughs> he All looks right. at the woman. He goes, "If I had a woman like you, I would steal nothing." Uh, <laughs> he's something else, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, we can't play. A lot of bank nine material yeah. oh, in it for sure. Yes, uh, yes. You kidding me? But there's a little language in it. Yeah, so. yeah. So just we, one. We, we I got it right here. I just found it. Uh, what's that? It was on my phone. Now I found it. Oh, uh, we're playing it right now. <laughs> Send it on over here. Huh? Let's see about this. Shoot it over to me here, buddy. We're live. We'll just we'll make it work. Um, right. It's only one part you got to watch. It's yeah. When they put his buddy in the car with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't do. <laughs> maybe we can. Uh, maybe we can pull it down. You know, before that we get to that. Mm, here he comes. <laughs> oh, is it coming over? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, goodness. I don't know. I got to figure out how to do that. What? You don't know how? Hang on. You too blind? We, we'll move on to next. To do it next segment. <laughs> Part of me just wants to do it right now, but okay, let's go. <laughs> well, let's do it. Um, he, he's trying to figure out how to email the story. It. I know. It looks Shut like up. he's he's looking into the sun right now, and it's his laptop. Is uh, it? There is it went. Uh, <laughs> there it went. <laughs> you see him? Look at him. All right, I'm, I'm looking for it. Ooh. Did not. I said we look at the hockey game. This guy got hammered. Mm-hmm. Oh, gracious, All right, what so, a hit! Oh wow! All right, wow. Okay, so it's a YouTube. Yeah, you can go right to right to the point where they put his friend in the car. Okay, All Greg, right. are you sure? Because I thought there was something uh, well, before that. That's true. We better wait. I, right. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I may have missed it. Huh? I think I may have was... missed before that. <laughs> Was there really? something before that? I didn't hear anything I don't, before I that. I don't think so either. I, okay. Well, you got a delay. I, I, I want to. I don't know. Did you? I you don't, got a I delay. Don't, here's the thing. I don't really remember. I just. I know what he's talking about, but there may have been something else prior to it. Uh, the audio. Just I just great. don't want to. Huh? We got uh, Jeffrey McCants. <laughs> yeah. He's accused of stealing a vehicle from our home state of Alabama. From uh, from the which makes it even better from for the me. Pritchard Fire Station. <laughs> yeah. And they are bringing him out in cuffs. You got it looks to me deputies on each side. Oh yeah. And um, I and look, I guess there's TV uh, there, and He's and here he comes. Him. You know. Oh boy, be uh, careful! I, um, what? Do, what? Now I'm scared. Yeah, no. Now Hampton's got me scared to death over there. I think it's okay. Right up to he puts his buddy in the I car. I think so. I, I need when your they vote. Ask that guy. Did you steal it? Do you need to stop? Because then he. All right. Well, I'm probably gonna come down after before that. Hello, my name's Jeff McCann. I'm running for mayor of Mobile, Alabama, baby. Hey, I ain't turning on my makeup. I'm still gonna run. Now I'm running for the mayor. I promise. You. Why did you take the vehicle? Man, if I had a woman like you, I wouldn't even take it. Come on. <laughs> That's my favorite line. Like you, I the even whole t- thing <laughs> right there. Scared to death over here. Uh, so uh, what, what happens after this? Do you remember? I, uh, I don't know. Do, do I going. stop it? Nah. <laughs> Greg, you can't just say nah. Just, I will say uh, this. Well, you want to wait till Because he, he starts talking about how he, he, he's going to steal a police car when yeah. he gets out. Yeah, when he gets out, he's going to steal a police so, car. So, so go with but, it. But no, because I don't know when he what, When did he you think he said He walks out and announces something? he's running for mayor. <laughs> yeah, first. did you think he'd already said something? <laughs> no, uh-uh. No, okay, no, no. I think coming. we're getting close. I will say this. If he hasn't said something between now and then, that is amazing. Yeah. yeah. It really uh, is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought. God told me to. And guess what? 
God helped me do everything. I steal everything, man. I stole you. I steal your heart, baby. <laughs> <laughs> right there, I see your heart, baby. <laughs> right. Like so, now that I know from the beginning to that yeah. is okay. Yeah. Now I think I'm gonna play it in its entirety because I'm over here scared to death. All right, here, here it is. Hello, my name is Jeff McCann. I'm running from Mobile, Alabama, baby. Hey, I ain't saying I'm gonna make it, but I'm still gonna run. Man. I'm running for the mayor. I promise you. Why did you take the vehicle, man? If I had a woman like you, I wouldn't even take it. Come on, just. <laughs> but I took it because huh. God told me to. And guess what? God helped me do everything. I steal everything, man. I stole you. I steal your heart, baby. <laughs> now, understand. You hear the place we go, come on, Jeffrey. Yeah, now, but, but, but when he said, come on, Jeffrey, he's smiling. I know. I mean, because I think he even thought that was funny. funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I steal your heart, baby. Are y'all good with that? I don't, I don't want to continue. Like, let's right? go a little further. Really? <laughs> you shaking hands with danger. I'm, I'm scared to death over here. All right. Never mind. That's good enough. Adler, do we, we don't have a delay on YouTube, do we? Is it gonna? Is it? I gonna, will hey, say there's that two I, people watching. Adler's here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. What happens next? I will say. I, I will say this. What happens? They next? put him in the car. Then they go to the other guy that's arrested too, and they ask him if he stole it. And then that's Jeffrey they, claims that he didn't steal. Okay. Blank. Yeah. I did it. Okay. I stole everything. Okay. And so, I think after are you, were you scared up to this point, or do you think it happens after this? Now we're no, shaking hands I, with danger, no doubt. Yeah, okay. I, I th- yeah. Oh, it's such a good, a good place to stop. He, he's though. all, o- he's all over <laughs> when it heart, happens. Baby. I just thought it was quicker than it happens. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? There's, yeah. There's 500 people watching. Greg. Okay. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Dang, there's 500 people up this time of day. <laughs> okay. I had to do it because God helped me do everything, good and bad, man. He helped me to get away from police. <laughs> he will what? Help me get away, away from the from police. police. <laughs> yeah, at one point he As claims when he in. listen when he gets out he's gonna steal a police car. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Keep in mind, and I I don't even know if he I'm just stopping said it. it. There, I'm, I'm but <laughs> he says he says God helps him do everything good and bad. He helps me get away from the police. Well, not this time. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he says. Time. That's what he says. Oh, well, I need to get that then. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> but not this time. But not this time. Got it. He's over dancing with it. I am. I'm shaking. Scared. Look, look, right now, shaking. All right, we got through that. I think the next line is when, when it, when it yeah, comes well, out. He yeah. wants everybody to know that other guy had nothing to do with all him. <laughs> and there was a time where Greg didn't even consider this a cuss word. <laughs> right. I really yeah. was wondering what the big deal was. <laughs> Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. You're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show. Out on the streets, that's where we'll 25 minutes until top of the hour. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Rick and Bubba Show. It's the kickoff hour. It's 25 minutes till top of the hour, and Rick and Bubba join us in about 30 minutes from right now. Uh, Rick and Bubba University has been recorded. It's in the... Uh, it's, a, it's on deck, ready to be published Saturday morning uh, with Lance Ingram. He's our featured guest. Uh, this week, and uh, former intern Firestone. You also know him as Lou Holtz on the show. Uh, he's done a lot, and uh, and so we uh, break down a lot with old Lance and what he's got going on now, and um, uh, United for Victory project that we've been talking about. Uh, and so uh, you don't want to miss this week's uh, podcast, Rick and Bubba University with Lance Ingram uh, here on the old Rick and Bubba show. And this portion of the show is brought to you by ReliefFactor.com. 
Uh, we've been talking about them for many, many years. If you suffer from aches, pain, inflammation from time to time, uh, you need to check them out at relieffactor.com. It's helped so many. We get we get feedback from y'all. Uh, it's also helped staff members here still take it. Relieffactor.com, that three-week trial pack is just nineteen ninety nine. That's less than 20 bucks, and uh, you want to be looking for that. It's uh, the quick start pack, uh, $19.95. That's a three-week supply. Uh, and, you know, this helps combat the natural uh, cause of, uh, you know, inflammation. Uh, and it, uh, you know, stamps out the, the aches and the pains from exercise and overexertion or like us, just everyday living and getting old. Uh, so check it out right now at relieffactor.com. Hopefully it can help you like it's helped so many. The three-week supply, just nineteen ninety-five, Or you can go to rickandbubba.com and look under the sponsors button. All right, so scheduled to appear today on the show, Lieutenant General uh, Michael Flynn will be on the show a little bit later. He is going to be part of an event uh, that's in the Birmingham market, saluting their service, uh, uh, sponsored by the Jefferson County GOP, uh, and he'll be their special guest uh, coming up uh, in June, uh, on June 11th, uh, I should say. Yeah, June Friday, June 11th, and so he's going to be a part of that. And then Jonathan Evans later, uh, uh, last hour, last 30 minutes of the live show today, he's part of Gridiron's Men's Conference uh, coming up uh, on Father's Day weekend. So uh, a lot happening in the old A lot show in the today. hopper. A lot happening. We know the Will of Meat has spun, so that's off the table. Let's um, spin it again. But uh, we just played some more stuff uh, in the break. from Boy, that Jeffrey. last Jeffrey, the last segment, my gracious, the live. I was a nervous wreck uh, on old Jeffrey. Uh, we found we found the one Jeffrey's the one yeah. the one cuss and it's not bad. I mean Jeffrey's not really a fa- he's not a foul mouth guy. He right, seem to he's be. really but, not. But that one cuss is, is one of the ones that you can't play on. We air. found the news right. story and they have footage of him stealing the vehicle. Yeah, <laughs> basically he had ran out of gas and yeah. he's carrying a gas can mm-hmm. and he wanted to go get gas. So he said he had to get there. He said actually the vehicle told him, "Hey, take me. You can get there quicker." Right. So he jumped in it to go get gas and he said he washed it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He said I washed. He said he even washed it. Which I don't well, know. that was nice. <laughs> but Jeffrey, but I've never, like, the police are obviously getting a kick out of him because they stopped the police car. He's mm-hmm. in the back of it, and they have bars on the windows. And the windows never down. Never seen that before. The police stopped so he could mm-hmm. talk to the press. Yeah. And Jeffrey's telling them out of the back of the car what he did. <laughs> <laughs> that may be a common thing, by the way. I just, I'm not, I'm not well versed on back of police cars. Yeah, thank, thank goodness, goodness for yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yeah but there real. were bar, there were Man. bars like you'd see up at a business yeah. or something in, it <laughs> just his face, his face hanging out of those bars. Oh, yeah, no, go ahead. giving Talk us a little it. more commentary on yeah. what happened. Right. Yeah, go get some gas. Yeah. Right. Um. So, uh, so today we've talked about the fact that what day it is and all that. That brought up conversation. And I know when I bring this up, the first thing he's going to do is criticize the latest movie. I get that. Uh. But and I know this this show is not big on this day in history and all this kind of stuff. But Slavery on this day in history, it what. It's um the in World War Two the Battle of Midway, Midway began. I yeah. That monumental. I'm waiting. I'm go ahead. Yeah, no. go ahead. And go get ahead. It out go of the ahead. Way. I saw the original Midway yeah. movie when I was a kid, and I've seen it many times. I love it. It's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. But this latest one, when they got it was like a video game. Yeah. Here we go. Me. It does. And it begins. I, you know. I, you know how I'm about that. If you sprinkle it, it's one thing. Right. This this entire thing, it was like you were watching a video game. It really was. Ruined it. I watched it. Mm-hmm. But it ruined it. I, I watched it and enjoyed it. Yeah, um, you must not looked at the flames. They <laughs> look really bad. Yeah, <clears throat> the, I, I just lo- it, it looks ridiculous. Yeah, the, can we not just film a movie and, and use some you know, special effects like it, we used to do? Mm-hmm. The documentary on, on on Midway and and oh, what all happened awesome. and the oh, historical fact. Oh yeah. my goodness, these code breakers. 
Yeah. Wow. I don't guess I'm intelligent enough for this stuff to bother me. I it just doesn't <laughs> You know look, what I mean? Like I, I, I just like, yeah. I, I, and you're going to make fun of me. Here we go. But I like movies when you know this unreal, the cinematography, and it looks really good, and all mm-hmm. this. I kind of like that. Yeah. And this the cartoon stuff, I don't like. See, when you throw words like cinematography, you're making my point about not being intelligent enough. That's a word I won't use. Like that dances much, that with often. wolves, and they're running all. See the, the fact that you're bringing and, this up, and I mean, like Top Gun. I don't look into those oh, gosh, details. You back our own well, Top Gun. Well, if you watch, and they uh, say this was the same way. Well, you're gonna bring up Top Gun they every day. Film real planes and stuff. It's this cartoon mess. They even make the people look cartoony, and then you, I get to looking around like the room behind them. And I'm going, "There's not even that's not even real." Makes this one was terrible. Makes you mad as far this, I, as I far as don't. that, as far as overdoing it. This one was ridiculous. I'm sure it could have been done better, but I don't watch the movie thinking just well, negative thoughts about it during the movie. You know I, what I mean? Like I just, I just can't. Think, I just don't think it looks that good. <laughs> there it is. I put it right up there with, with when I used to dress somebody up as Godzilla and tear that little miniature city up. It actually mm-hmm. ruins it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. say it doesn't for me. I mean, if you, if you sprinkle a little in there, that's yeah. one thing. I would that much rather have. movie was 100%. I would much time. rather have what you're talking about when it mm-hmm. comes to movies, but I don't let the other ruin the movie for me. If yeah. that makes any yeah. sense yeah. at all. I actually turned it off. I, then I went back later and watched it. <laughs> okay. And I was okay. I got hung in the store and said, Greg, just ignore yeah. it. When you yeah. turned it off, did you the start watching Top was Gun? The worst part. I did. Yeah. I had to whenever on the, the, the um, deck. So the but uh, the fire is the worst. The way the fire looked. Yeah. I try a lot I, of fire. I try to focus <clears> on, on, the, on the yeah. story. Yeah, we have. It, they're playing it again all week. Uh, I mean, then uh, Nick Jonas he got was, killed, pulled was, off a carrier. That was tough. Mm, right that there. Was tough. It, well, was cartoon tough. Nick did. How about when you're thrown in the water, something tied to <laughs> your leg? Yeah, that's, that's not bad. good. Um, the, so let's go back to these code breakers again. Uh, because of you, I, I don't believe everything that's in movies anymore. Even though. You have some movies, hey, you know, point, whatever. Yeah. Um, these code breakers, and when they when they predicted uh, certain things, I, now the, this apparently this this one code breaker he predicted Pearl Harbor yeah. because when he comes run, when he it. comes running in, one of them goes, "There he is." You predicted this, and yeah. he's like, "I I don't want to be right. I'm not enjoying this." Right, you know, yeah. right. Uh, and uh, and then the other on, on the whole midway thing. He predicted, okay, the planes are going to be coming this way at this certain time, and he was off like by 15 minutes. And of course, I I don't know if it happened exactly like that because of you, uh, Greg. Oh, uh, and I, I'm very critical of every movie now. When it used to be, I just would sit there and enjoy it. Well, see, I got last night same thing happened on that subject. I'm not veering from the midway thing, but just real quick, I got hung up Moneyball, mm-hmm. which is a great Love movie. It's a top ten do, for me. All I can do is think of things that, that didn't happen. But you've oh, ruined okay. several parts of that for yeah. me. Thanks, buddy. I haven't researched it because they'll tell you. Mm-hmm. It's because I don't want to know. What is it about? What are some things that stand I don't out think to you he in that probably movie? Probably asked him what round it would. I knew you were going there, <laughs> that, that and the phone did. call certainly didn't happen in the middle of the night. <laughs> and he probably didn't make him fire Pena. You don't think so? Probably not. <laughs> See, do you think they made them in Oakland pay for the? The drinks. See, now that may be true. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I feel like that's I'm true. wanting to know where you're at on. I feel like that. that's true. I do too. Yeah. Of course, I'll buy into anything when it comes to a movie. Yeah. When yeah. it comes to stuff like that, I don't know. If to the speed point, the you really got stuff. mad. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know what? He, I get. Let's put you would this think way. They would. Let's put this way. I knew when it came to movies that directors, you know, they, that you know, they got to do certain <clears> things, and I, and I, I, I knew that every thing i was seeing and hearing probably wasn't exactly the way it happened 
because they had to have you know artistic freedom on on trying to paint the picture. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't break it down the way he does and go well that I know that didn't happen and this that because now like with oh, Blindside before Blindside I just watched Blindside and I knew that certain things probably didn't happen yes. but he breaks it down to the all point right. where I can't watch it anymore. All right, so and I'm staying Thanks, on Moneyball because I know more details about that. So <laughs> do, you think, do, you think, do you think do you think do you think was as uh, uh, incompetent yeah. at first base as he showed to to be at the start of that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is the big leagues, and and I know, I know, and and I would like to talk to Hattie, and, uh, the real life Hattie, and go, hey, were you? Did you have that struggle at first base that they predict that they had uh, portrayed you having? The other thing was, do you think Billy Bean was so self conscious about being in that stadium during the game? Yeah, what was he? Watch. Was that really the case? And mm-hmm. he would drive off at these, uh, yeah, you know, I, yeah. doing these wheelies out in these shipyards and. I mean, was that does that really happen? <laughs> See, in my mind, it does. Right, right. We won't even. Of course, get to, this doesn't matter. We won't get the, to the movie. Things Rudy. like this don't bother me. But the Jonah Hill character, his name really wasn't Peter Brand in life. I know. Legal reasons I had to use it there. <clears throat> and he didn't go to the school that he said he went to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is. Are you happy? And they said in the real, the real Which I'm one, good with the that. real yeah. one was more self assured than his portrayal of him. Uh, yeah, I think the real one did not like the portrayal of him. And he actually joined the team sooner than they said. I'm just reading this right now. Thanks, Greg. Yeah. I almost anymore. don't want to keep reading this. Yeah. Well, I, I want you to stop. <laughs> just don't. Yeah. Don't read it out loud. That's a top ten movie. I do not want you to ruin for me. Yeah. But you've ruined the latest Midway. I know for me. Just, but just. Well, if you like watching a video game, then that's awesome. <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Get boogies down, down the home ground. Get boogies down, down the home ground. All right, it is uh, nine minutes until top of the hour. Welcome in to the kickoff hour here on the Rick and Bubba Show. Busy show uh, for today. I. You know, Helmsy, I, I hate to even bring this next one up because I know Greg's reaction, uh, and I and I'm I'm right there with him, and so will you be. But his disgust is going to be um, pretty obvious. Have y'all seen? And and it used to be that these stories were like wacky world made up stories, and now they're like real because the the world is so crazy. Have y'all seen this D.C. Washington D.C. Democrat? Calling for gender equality when it comes to crash test dummies. See, I don't give that so any. So we got a problem because anything. now, uh, first of all, it's a dummy. The Democrat in Congress. There's no genetic makeup at all. Mm-hmm. It's so a dummy. I, I didn't know the dummies had gender. She's saying that there's a difference. Like, let me get this right. She's saying that they need to. Is it the size? Is it what is she saying? It says that the lack of female crash test dummies means that vehicle collision risk for women are not adequately studied, according to the Washington Times reporting on Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton, who is a, they say, non-voting representative of Washington, D.C. 
Non-voting. Non-voting. I didn't know there was such a thing. She serves as the Which House Transportation right, Subcommittee so, on Highways and Transit. Well, I, let me ask you, is she saying, like, I know they have trash test dummies that are child size. Mm-hmm, that yeah. are, are, I mean, wh- I will say this. this if you're like trying they- to test it, uh, be 100% accurate, then you would want different body sizes, weights. Well, I figure they, well, they do. do. They do that. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I guess she want a wig a, on them. Maybe it's just the chest uh, area. I, I mean, I don't know. When well, it comes I mean, to seat belts, I have no idea. And that may be, that may be key when it comes to talk for here now. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. She and, says. And you need I, several different styles of them then, if yeah. that's the case. She, she says, and I quote, women, interchangeable. <laughs> women have achieved equality on the road when it comes to driving. You need strap. But when it comes to. it with some double Ds. Okay. See, that seatbelt won't work on her. Is that what she's saying? I'm, I went I'm, I'm C strap. I'm trying to Are get you? to the bottom of that. Yeah, well, I am too. I think it. I think I she mean, could is be. Is that what she's saying? I think I she know. could be making some valid points here. I'll say, but it, now but, if you, yeah. I don't know. I just think I don't know. I think this is it, it almost like the the guy that was the senator or whoever that thought the island was going to tip over if you put too many people on it. Yeah. Remember that? Sounds a little bit like that. It says, uh, she says, and I quote, crash test standards are incredibly, incredibly, I should say, um, antiquated, and we must update these standards now, especially as more people return to right, their daily commute the booty. on the next few, uh, in the next few um, months. I don't think she, this she is says a, women have achieved equality on the road see, when it comes to driving, but when it comes to safety st- testing, to keep them safe on the road, they are nowhere near. I, in order inequality. for this to be a gender I, I don't, inequality I don't. issue, they have to be doing that on purpose. I don't think they're doing that. I on didn't purpose. think, I think that crash that, test dummies had a gender. No, I thought they well, were just sitting. I in think there. you can study and it worked for everyone. From yeah, that, I think. Obviously, you want to based off different sizes for kids and car seats and all that. I get all that. Well, I but, thought they would use different heights. And but different- there's nobody at these manufacturers doing these tests at these <clears throat> test sites. Going, I tell you what, we ain't bringing any dang women in here to test. Well, let me ask you this: We're not putting a woman dummy in here. Do you think this that is it's for putting, men and men only? Do you think nobody's that, doing that? That this is putting women at more risk. I don't know. I don't know the I answer don't. to that. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I My first gut reaction says no, but again, I think they probably ought to test it with different body sizes and weights. And, Which I figured um, they did. And they probably did. Yeah. Now, she claims that um, women travelers were at a higher risk of injury because of the research behind it. Do we have numbers that show that? Uh, well, they say here, women drivers um, or front seat passengers were 17% more likely to die in a crash than a man, according to the National Highway Safety Administration study uh, is they what they found. The dummies. She claims her office does that male-only dummies could not uh, provide the data to show how women's crash reacts uh, reactions would be different from those uh, men in the crashes. They pointed the differences in anatomy as well as average neck strength and posture. See, I think all those things ought to be studied, but I don't think we need to make some gender equality speech about it. Right. Yeah. And that's right. really what's yeah, going on. Nobody was purposely. Right. I, I got to feel my like point. there's different sides. I, I just don't think that they used like a, a certain. I, I mean, at, in 2021, I think yeah. we would have. I'm sorry. Now, they said they did have a woman driving one, but it, it took the wrong turn on the way to the crash site. <laughs> I couldn't test it. <laughs> I was waiting on that. <laughs> I was waiting on it. It really took a little they're longer. Right down that I, ramp I thought turned it right. Like, You're supposed to go straight. Oh, <laughs> okay. Just saying. <laughs> All right. So 
I'm like I never, you. They're I never, portraying it like they right. said. We don't care if women get killed, Rex. That's, <laughs> that's not. not that's not what's going on. I don't on. believe that's yeah. the case. Yeah. I well, I, I I was told here that people with hair claim that there needs to be dummies with hair too. <laughs> yeah, they're all they, bald. They're all bald. I mean, you got to feel safe from the studies. Well, I mean, I never really looked at it like, okay, bald. that's a dude dummy. It was just. You know, had a T-shirt on. It was bald. It, it didn't really look like a gender to me. It just looked like a dummy. And, and I assume because you know I, mean? I know they I, use I children's size. Ones. Yes, I they do. They used all sizes from. Okay, these are from yes. people from five foot to five five. Right, these are right, people yeah. from. Yeah, I would think In different weights. I'm sure. Yeah, right. see, I'm maybe, sure they maybe do I'm all wrong. that. Right, right. And and I know that you know the majority of of what they're doing is is they're trying to see how the car reacts and you know what I'm saying how how damaged the car is and and how safe the person day? is. But yeah. I I mean to what y'all are saying, I thought that they probably made and we've seen this the different sizes which yeah. y'all both have pointed out the kids. Yeah. And I, I, w- I would think that they would do different neck lengths and, and all this kind of stuff. I guess. I don't know. You would um, think but so. I mean, according to this every scenario, but I they mean, need I, gender equality in dummies. Well, again, she acts like that they, they, they're portraying that nobody cares if women are they, safe in She's a car. portraying as if the male dummies are in the cars and the woman dummies are over in the kitchen in the test area. That's yeah. what they're well, acting as oh, if, wow. and that's not the case at all. Just don't. Greg did that just Buddy, we got you. a minute. Just one minute. <clears throat> Well, they said that the female dummies try to tell the male dummies how to drive. Too. <laughs> that when they're in there, they they, they keep complaining all, all of this, the time about their driving. All of this is Greg at RickandBubba.com. Every don't not don't put Speedy on it. Just yeah. put Greg at Rick. And, they say and they so, so, so by the way, you're running. With <clears throat> by the way, we so we're <clears throat> we're in the process. Braden is learning to drive. We're in, we're Ain't going through that right now. Learning. And and I sit over there and I don't say a whole lot. I give him a little bit of you know, hey, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. I'm very I'm very calm in this in this facet of life. Okay, and so the other day Amanda was getting on me about, hey, you need we y'all need to be doing this more often. I said, why don't you go with him? Mm-hmm. I said, no, nobody said you can't go with him. And my point was, I wanted her to see the the way like Braden came home. He's like, I'm never riding with her again. I said, well, you see it every day Same when thing. I'm in the car. Same thing with mine. He's like, Dad, she's like, I mean, every single thing. She's she's overreacting. And, uh, I mean, I'm just, and I said, I, I said, that's that's one reason I wanted, I forced her to go with you mm-hmm. that day because I wanted you to see yeah. the difference. Plus, I think she, she was able to go, okay, I appreciate, you know, you not saying a whole lot over there because I can't do that. I've <laughs> got to scream every five seconds. That's Helmsy at RickandBubba.com. And Greg at RickandBubba.com. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Six minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. 866, we be big is the number. I can't stop. Uh, we got much to do in the program today, uh, but we're going to go ahead and get this hour started. We'll start this hour with the National Anthem.
You got the Rick and Bubba show, 27 years, still rolling. Much to do on another day of Rick and Bubba. Guests today. We do have guests on the program today. From time to time, you'll hear us interview a guest on the big show. And today, General Michael Flynn will join us. Um, He he, he ain't got much to talk about about. Uh, So we'll talk about General Flynn and talk to him on the program today. Author and speaker, uh, Jonathan Evans. He's part of the Gridiron Men's Conference coming up in a couple of weeks. Probst Arena in Huntsville. Speaks all over the country. Uh, has written a brand new book. And we'll talk to Jonathan Evans about that later in the program today. Your phone calls will come in at 866-WE-BE-BIG. We'll break down the stories of the day. We'll check on what's happening in the lives of the dudes. We might, we might... Name an intern today, since we got the same two back that we had yesterday. Uh, might try to get one of those uh, named on the program today as well, so that we don't let it pile up too much. Got five new ones. Uh, we've named one, and uh, we have four left to name. Right there. Look right there. There he is, the pride of Cedar Springs, Alabama. Most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue One, the man with a golden voice, professional lunch eaters, man of the year, the inventor of pizza and a cup of Shakespeare's worst nightmare, and a master of the kinds English. Ladies and gentlemen, Put your hands together for Bill Bubba Bussey! Howdy, Bubba. How about it, Rick Burgess? Friends, neighbors, associates everywhere, welcome in to the little party we call Rick and Bubba. Everybody say it. I just want to celebrate another day of living. I just want to celebrate another day. Celebrate another day of life. Let my head 
What's Rare Earth doing today? Anybody? Oh, boy. Every time I, I hear probably, their name. Probably I, on some weird tour. Yeah, I think of magnets. I know, but, but think about it. If you, if you think about the band Rare Earth, I, I don't think ever, ever in modern time, I've heard every band that ever played at everywhere playing somewhere at some time. I have not heard one person say coming up this weekend at Riverfest, Rare Earth. No, you don't hear it much. You don't. Mm-hmm. Which which leads did they, did to the question: away? What are they doing? Did they go? And what about Jay Ferguson? Did we ever figure out what he was doing? Yeah, we did. We did a whole in depth look at Jay. See, Ferguson. You, do, you don't hear Jay Ferguson either. No, well, See, yeah, he'd be perfect for a Riverfest. What somewhere. if we had Jay Ferguson and Rare Earth along with Steppenwolf? You know, because you'll hear Steppenwolf. That'd be a good one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those kind yeah. of festivals. Oh yeah. How come Rare Earth never had a festival? I, I don't know. I mean, hey, at the at the so and so theater in downtown, Rare Earth. You, you don't hear that. <laughs> no. And just about everybody's done some sort of. They they'll get out there and get on the road. Oh yeah. Where You'll is find Rare bands Earth that don't have any members in it, you, but they're still going by? You, right, you yeah. know what a Rare Earth magnet is? I don't. It's like one that's really strong for its oh, okay. size. I mean, it's Maybe like it's a little bitty it. one, and, and you think it's going to be a refrigerator magnet, and it pins you to the wall. Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> do, you, uh-huh. kind of thing. do you think it's possible that that's why they call themselves that? It may be. I don't know. Makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. So, it's a uh, good question. We need to Google that, maybe. Do you remember the other song that we know them for? And it's, and uh, it's a yes, cover. It's, uh, it's a cover. What is it? Hmm? Twiddly D. And twiddly down. Yeah, and they had another. Yeah, Look out, baby, because here I come. Yeah, and I know, I mean, that's a that's a cover from the Temptations. But, and there was another one. I can't think of the other one, Terry. What are you talking about? There's another one. I thought there was. Maybe that was what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's it. But anyway, so uh, so we will uh, we'll unpack today. How about we're going to have Michael Flynn on today? How about that? General Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, who has been uh, quite the newsmaker for the past three or four years, uh, and is in the news again, uh, based on the speech he gave, I think, over this past weekend. Right, so right. we'll ask him about that and find out what it was like to be prosecuted by the United States of America. I bet that was fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he was targeted early, and it's well, obvious sure. by this. They were trying to entrap him. and um, They were trying to show him of, a, of things to come. Yeah. This, this oh, what, yeah. This yeah. is what we're about yeah. to do to, to this bunch we were all crying about, and we're glad they're gone. We're going to get them all. Yeah, it was. I tell you, it, it it was a sad chapter in American history. What what was done uh, in the early days of the Trump administration? Like him or not, yeah. you you wouldn't want it done to you. Yeah. Oh, they're in. Let's go get them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, today, Bubba, a, a good moment in American history. The Battle of Midway began today, to, which led to a decisive American victory against Japan. That's right. It, it was it was the turning point. Mm-hmm. The turning point. Midway, baby. And a great movie. Uh, fantastic movie. The early the original. The yeah, original. I'm not talking about the, the one you don't like. Don't about I don't even remember if I saw that one or not. Don't don't don't, don't mess with the memories. Okay. Go back mm-hmm. to the Yeah. How were you on Pearl Harbor, uh the one with uh I hate said I enjoyed it. The the last one yeah. with uh what was They the, made up some love story. Yeah, yeah, but, but what was Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. I and, did, uh, I'm with I you. Pretty good cuz I, I like Alec was, Baldwin uh the yeah. Doolittle's Raiders. Yeah. I liked all that. He you know, he played uh, that you know, he's uh, he, And it didn't know, look he, yeah, he, as cartoon. He's kind of a jackleg, but he can play some oh. good parts when they when they cast him like oh, his yeah. real oh, personality, he's perfect. Oh. Alec Baldwin <laughs> or, or Ben Affleck or both. <laughs> Yeah, all I, I, say this guy. I know it had a weird love story, but it was a good movie. Okay, a long. Let's admit. Yeah. Let's admit. This. But it was good. Let, it was let's good. admit this. We, because of our age, were very standoffish to it. We didn't want Pearl Harbor movies to be messed with. We didn't want this bunch to try it. But we all admit we kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. Okay, there it is. Yeah, it oh, I, I thought, I, it, thought it, I thought it was a really good. <laughs> agree. Mm-hmm. I, I thought some of the. Uh, 
some of the flying, you know, combat scenes were yeah, really good. Yeah, they were good. really good. Yeah, they were. The shit. In between the buildings and all yeah. that. And stuff. Yeah. How about it didn't that? look as cartoony. You, you realize what a mess that was for a harbor when you That's get a mess. attacked by which was a terrible mistake on Japanese part. We'll be back 15 minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Day without him, brother. 21 minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba show. Thank you for being with us on the program today. As we move forward, and uh, we look forward to uh, to chatting with you. Coming up on the program, uh, we will talk to uh, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn and also Jonathan Evans, author, speaker, coming up on the program uh, as well. All right, so um, this this is continuing. Uh, I guess as long as the Biden administration is in office, it it really doesn't matter what's going on or, or anything. We saw the ridiculous MSNBC thing yesterday with Dr. Fauci after emails uh, have been released that show that the gain of function stuff was real and he was concerned about it and they were talking about it and and uh, that uh, he, he went with a different narrative because Trump started going with that narrative. We've had uh, journalists admit that. Fauci, apparently, uh, we now know that he was not telling us uh, the truth what do you mean, Rick? And of course, when, when <laughs> it's M- problematic. When MSNBC gets this, this I'm talking about the the interview that any journalist would want to have the guy a willing to do an interview with you who has been exposed, and you tell him that he's doing such a good job, still coming out looking good after his emails look so bad, and laugh about it. <laughs> but anyway, so now, now, now let's think of all the things that are going on in our country. Hey, Bubs, <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, we've got a new pandemic, which is called people won't work, can't, can't find people to work. Yep, inflation, gas prices, You're ready. Uh, just unrest, border. unrest, border. Oh my gosh, the border! <laughs> and and so now here comes the here comes the press secretary. It's time for us to hear from the executive branch. <laughs> okay, and our and our and our journalists are out there to get to the bottom of it mm-hmm. for the American people. And here is the question. <laughs> A little update on the White House cat, because that's something that's still happening here. Our readers are asking us a lot, so I feel like I I have a right to ask. I've been joking, although maybe it might be true, that we're waiting for a bad news day uh, for that to to come out. If you see a tail wagging coming out of the briefing room, you'll know something bad's about to happen. Uh, I don't have any update on the cat. I know there's a lot of interest. Go ahead. I don't have any update on the cat. Yeah, let's Thank go. you, Sasha. So, so we, we use an update on the cat. Everybody <laughs> asking us about the cat. Do we believe that the American oh, people are asking the press, hey, can you get us an update on the cat? <laughs> I mean, somebody's out there looking at gas prices, wow. and they're thinking about the – see, do you realize we, we only think about it of the inconvenience to us as just functioning people who need to drive places. Do you realize how this impacts businesses? And how this takes their cost and shoots it through the roof that have trucks and, and equipment and, and, and need this fuel. I mean, do, do you realize this? And, and, and all this is going on, all these problems are going on. We've got a border that's completely out of control. Um, I laughed pretty, pretty hard at Babylon B. It said, don't worry, the kids that are in cages are actually now in rainbow color cages because of Pride Month. Yeah, I got it. So, anyway, so, so uh-huh. listen, so, so all, all of this is going on. And and Bubba, your deal yesterday about how the founding fathers really they, they, when they came up with freedom 
for you to practice your religion without the government making you be a certain denomination and freedom of a press to redress the government to protect the people. Those were probably the two things they celebrated the most. Yes, absolutely. And now these people that are supposed to represent the people with all the calamity going on in in, in modern day, they go in and the press secretary representing the executive branch walks out and and the and the journalist says, Can't you update us on the cat? Yeah. How's the cat doing? <laughs> is that White House cat? God, hey, mm-hmm. is this what secondhand embarrassment feels like? Yes. yes. Why, why is no one Welcome. embarrassed? Why is no one embarrassed by that? Welcome it, in. It, are you if you're a journalist out there, does that does that embarrass your industry? Does it embarrass just the I, whole world of journalism? Rick, I go People back, are asking. I go back to one of the great <laughs> cinematic movies of our time. Stripes. There we go. <laughs> And you remember the party van is headed into uh, communist Czechoslovakia, completely unaware of where they're going. They're just having a party. They've taken out the Mm -hmm. top secret uh, military Mm -hmm. RV for a fun ride, and they don't know where they're going, and they're headed into Czechoslovakia. Mm -hmm. And. And the sergeant who was training them, Sergeant Hulka, I believe his name, was hanging on the back of it. Yeah. And he drops off because he knows he's going to have to go in and rescue him. I, I feel like Sergeant Hulka. Yeah. You know, the whole party, right. the whole big, everybody's having a great time, and they're headed mm-hmm. into communist Czechoslovakia where they're going to be stopped and, and put in jail. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize it, and they apparently don't care. Right. I want you to imagine if you are the press secretary right now, and yesterday the Fauci emails got out. Yeah. Look, this I can picture myself in there. All right, guys, let's get together. You realize you realize what we have here, right? Let me break it down for everybody here that works uh, in, in the office of the press secretary. I'm about to have to go out here and face a press. Thank you, Adler. Listen to this. I, listen, I'm about to go here and face a press. Yesterday, the American people, if they were paying attention, were told that their tax dollars were used to fund research that caused an outbreak that killed hundreds of thousands of their own people. And you walk out and go, hey, anybody got some ideas? Mm-hmm. We, uh, here I go. Gosh, first question. Yes, in the back. Can you tell us about the cat? <laughs> Everybody's asking us about the cat. <laughs> so nobody's asking the press about that my tax dollars were used to kill my own people? Mm. Wow. Can you tell us about the cat? <laughs> what kind of idiot is this? I mean, that's how about this? That question and the times we're in, and I'm, and I'm mad at myself. I'm surprised by that question. I didn't think somebody would ask something that stupid. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the thing with Fauci yesterday, that was bad, and I thought, well, it can't get any worse than that. And it did. It, yeah. it, it does it get did. worse than that. I'm, I'm about to share some of it with you, too. Bubba, don't. You, you're gonna be, you, can't, you can't believe what's going on in, in some of the levels of our government. All right. Now, you got, well, you got, you got two and a half minutes, but you want to come back? Yeah, let's come back. Yeah. The, the, right. Wuhan, the Wuhan cover-up. Um, oh, gosh. yeah. Well, sure. yeah, to set that up then, the, you know, Fauci has a book, or had a book, Expect the Unexpected, Ten Lessons on Truth, Service, and the Way Forward. Now, does anybody consider Amazon and Barnes & Noble to be bastions of conservatism? <laughs> Say, <laughs> they have pulled his book after what came out yesterday. Wow. And, of course, they pulled it, huh? Yeah. Hey, now, Rand Paul. Oh. Let me tell you, he's hey. running. There is a, hey, Fauci is on the ground. <laughs> And, and and if you want to penalize Rand Paul for unnecessary roughness, because let me tell you something, he is spearing into the pile. Oh, yeah. Every time something like this comes up, he's got a little something to Targeting. say. Targeting. Yep. 
So um, Tar- targeting. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're saying it was prematurely posted for pre-sale. Uh, and he says, "Oh, I don't know." He said, "I tell you one." Uh, uh, he said, "One thing I think they should just publish it." And, and anyway, he said, "Because I love science fiction." <laughs> he is on them big time. See, they're trying to cover. So, oh, we didn't pull it because you know we 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 think he's lost credibility. It it, 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 it shouldn't be up for pre-sale yet. Yeah. And then and then and then Rand Paul's like, "I tell you, just put it under science fiction; it'll be fine." Look, here's here's yep. the deal: Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative doesn't matter. Fauci who, based on his position in the government, has a lot of questions he needs to answer based on what his private email said. There was over 800 of them, by mm-hmm. the way, made public, versus what he testified under oath in Congress. He needs to answer for that and clarify that. I want you to look at the picture on the covers book. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, here's the thing. I would say if you're gonna if you're gonna pen a big book about the pandemic, I'd, I'd wait a little bit. Yeah, I think some of y'all may be rushing press with this. And I'm quoting Andrew Cuomo on that. Yeah, <laughs> really. That's two dandy books. He got out there a little quick, didn't he? Wow. Yeah, All right, so you're gonna make us feel even worse about this situation? Yeah, I mean, th- this is this is what's going on behind can, the scenes. Can you update me on the cap? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Established in 1994 and continuing to offer the perfect balance of inspiring hope, unwavering truth, and a touch of goofiness. The Rick and Bubba Show. 35 minutes past the hour. Well, here they are. I mean, the the audience, let me tell you something. Your response to the Raycon earbuds through the roof. Here's another one. Uh, this, uh, This comes from Emory. My wife recently bought me some Raycon E25 earbuds for my birthday, of course using the promo code Bubba, and I have loved them. I pop them in when I'm at work, in the yard, around the house, and I love catching up on the podcast while going through my daily routine because of the flexibility of the Raycon earbuds. They are much more discreet than the other brands. Uh, They look like you have something hanging out of your ear. The Bluetooth pairing is truly seamless, and I am impressed with the sound quality and the reliability. I really feel like I got a high-quality product, that is affordable all at the same time. So thank you, Rick and Bubba, uh, for introducing Raycons to your listeners. Well, Emory, you're welcome. Uh, and, that I mean, you can get them for about half what the other brands want you to pay. You're not losing any quality. And because of the promo code that Emory and others have used, Raycon.com slash Bubba, another 15% off just because you're part of this show. You can find that link also going by going to RickandBubba.com. See it right there under the sponsors. All right, so Bubba, you said you were going to take this Fauci thing and make us well, feel, make the, us feel even worse the, about it. The Wuhan cover up is coming unstitched right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, couple of stories today and a couple of names you need to make note of: Thomas Danano, D I N A N N O. He is the former acting secretary, uh, former acting assistant secretary for the State Department's Bureau of Arms Control, Verification, and Compliance. Mm. He raised concern in a memo that was reported this week. Nano wrote uh, that staff from two different bureaus in the State Department, mm. his own, mm. and the Bureau of International Security and Nonproliferation warned leaders not to pursue an investigation into the origin of COVID-19 because it would open a can of worms if it continued. Mm. In one State Department meeting, officials say 
colleagues explicitly told them not to explore the Wuhan Institute of Biology, WIV, gain-of-function research because it would bring unwelcome attention to U.S. taxpayer funds that were supporting work in the lab. Mm. Okay? Uh-huh. Again, gain-of-function. This is where they move the uh, a virus forward on the evolutionary scale seven or eight steps so they can test to prevent future uh, infection. The problem is when you move it ahead that far, no one has immunity to it, mm-hmm. and if it gets out, you have a worldwide pandemic. And apparently there's a lot more of this stuff going on than we know and quite frankly, I know how Congress likes to put their finger in their nose and mm, everything. Mm. This is something they need to have their nose in. Nah, boy, you, that, there's authoritative tone coming. You hear him? Well, they need to keep an eye on this. You hear him get mad? Because you know what? It doesn't take but one lab. Look, look what it did. Look, look what it did. Well, and again, I know we keep saying this, and we know that whoever these people are that we sent supposedly to let us know, I, what, what, what are we supposed to do now? You know what it's like? It's like from what I got from this deal on these uh, investigators that went over to see if we liked the protocol and we liked the, the security of the lab, if since we're partnering with them, I guess, in this, and we know, like you said, we sent our own tax dollars to them uh, for this research. Of course, we were told there was no gain of function going on, but it was. Right. So, I mean, it seems like, let's say my job is to go to your business and say and let you know whether I think that you are more exposed to some sort of break-in, okay, then you should be. And I come in, I say, I tell you, I don't like the way this looks. I mean, this is not good. You guys are going to have a break-in. Does nothing happen? I mean, it may, no, well, I apparently mean, not. I, I mean, so do you just go, well, I appreciate that. Thank you for letting us know that. Uh, are y'all going to tighten up? Here, I, I mean, because I got to tell you, a break-in a break is coming. In this case, a breakout. Yeah. Hey, so this does hey. This is not what I would expect. I mean, here is this, the is, other. This, is, this is not going to do what we no. need you to do. Does no one do anything about uh, Rick, it? Rick, here is the other part of this story, and really I think even a, a more scary part of it. Dr. Peter Daszak, and I don't know how you say his name, D-A-S-Z-A-K. This is from a story in Daily Mail today. Can we call him Peter Duzik? No. Duzik. He is a doctor that works with these viruses, and he apparently orchestrated a bullying campaign to coerce top scientists into signing off on a letter that was published in The Lancet, and this is a medical journal-type letter, aimed at removing blame for COVID-19 from the Wuhan lab that he was secretly funding with U.S. money. There we go. They're saying the expert uh, orchestrated a behind-the-scenes bullying campaign to ensure blame for COVID was directed away from a Chinese lab, which he had worked with closely. He persuaded uh, 26 other scientists to sign off on a letter he had written to world leading, the world-leading scientific journal, The Lancet, claiming the virus could have only been natural in origin and to suggest otherwise creates fear Rumors and prejudice. Now he's he's the one that uh, was in one of the emails that uh, they got Fauci. from from Fauci, uh, where he basically thanked Fauci for his narrative of 
you know, anything saying that this was a, a, a Wuhan leak uh, out of the, the lab was a conspiracy theory and all this kind of stuff. He thanked Fauci for that, said that he's helped a lot, and Fauci replied, thank you for your kind words or whatever. So, Well, the so, reason why I did that, Speedy, this is Dr. Fauci, I did it because mm-hmm. if we talked about a narrative with the Wuhan lab, it'd be problematic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> conspiracy theories... And you know, and Bubba's all right, Toby. I love how you still yeah, have to do that. I don't, know why, I don't know why I'm smoking his every time. <laughs> well, it's but, but, Aunt Martha. Yeah, so. Aunt Martha. let's go back to this again. Uh-huh. And Bubba's already told me, or one of y'all told me. And and I and I'm surprised it's taken this long. Yeah. I just I understand now the Trumpsters. He's starting to rise up. Uh-huh. Oh well, yeah. 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 Trying oh, yeah. to tell you, sounds like everybody's agreeing I mean, with me. Hello, I'll be back in office in August, <laughs> right again. And Rick, this guy, this doctor Dazik, D A S Z A K. Is is one of our representatives mm-hmm. to the World Health Organization. Oh yeah, he's the one that's supposed to be watching the World Health Organization on our behalf. Mm. And he's dirty. He's but, he's sold out in this because he's trying to cover his tracks to the Wuhan lab that he had money invested in, right? And had our taxpayer money invested. But, in. but I'm afraid the whole group, the whole group is dirty. At, at at the worst, they're criminals. At best, they have a conflict of interest and should be jerked out today. Tarnation, Bubba, looks like Dasic. It's yeah. like having the having the coyote watching the hen house. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've done put the, the wolves in, in, in charge of the sheep. <laughs> now get this. There's there's a guy who is commenting on this. <laughs> Jamie M E T Z L. Who sits on Real the World Health, 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 listen, huh? World Health yeah. Organization's Advisory Committee um, and mm. is a former Bill Clinton staffer. Oh, okay. Boy. He's a demo. He's a, he's a Bill Clinton staffer. Way off in it now. Mm-hmm. He said that Dazic's letter was a form of thuggery. Mm, he said this, the Lancet letter was scientific propaganda and a form of thuggery and intimidation. Mm hmm. He said, by labeling anyone with different views a conspiracy theorist, the Lancet letter was the worst form of bullying in a full convention of scientific method. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you've got this guy who's supposed to be representing us on the World Health Organization, which we all, you know, the minute they say something, look, look, we, done we all that. have hey. to bow to. Hey. And this guy sold us out. Because he's covering his tracks. Because him and Fauci directed tax money to this Wuhan va- uh, Wuhan lab, and they were doing research they were not supposed to be doing, and they were, and it got out, and it caused a worldwide pandemic. No one eating a bat caused this. Yeah. By the way, you can't even get anybody to mention a bat anymore. Yeah, the out. bat is out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you who. Out. Let me tell you who who's. Who this is at their feet? This Dazit guy and Fauci. Mm-hmm. Fauci's up to it, and his uh, up to his neck again. Conflicts of interest. Mm-hmm. He's tied in to to the patent on all this uh, Moderna vaccine and all this oh, stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it Rick, it, it's you wouldn't allow this kind of conflict of interest at, at the local park and rec board. Mm-mm. And these guys are dealing with germs that can kill us and, and good, cause worldwide hey, pandemic. Let me tell you something, Mr. Mister, Mister, Mister uh, Joe America. Good news for you. The journalist is finding out about the cat, yeah. just so you know. Yeah. They're getting an update on the cat. Well, everybody's asking. Because mm. well, that's, that's what everybody's worried about. That's what everybody keeps asking about. Somebody said 
Hey, let me ask you this. Hey, Bob, what about Denmark? What's over there? Is it rotten? Something rotten. It's rotten. Because it stinks to high heavens. This goes back to the question. Do dirty, crooked people get into these positions, or do get, getting in these positions make you dirty? I will quote Smuggler's Blues. Mm-hmm. The lure of easy money. Has a very, very brings good men to their knees. Well, it has a very mm-hmm. strong. It's very intriguing. They hide it up and tell you, right? Yep, they do. Mm-hmm. How about this? So I, so I can be in this position, and you'll pay me lots of money. You know, somebody there, there has to be somebody who runs and says, "But you know, you could kill hundreds of thousands of people." Well, maybe not. You know, the lure of easy money has a very strong it appeal. Does, right? And it's I'm quoting Glenn Fry. The only Glenn Fry single song I like. Hey, I agree. Do not like that city thing. No. Couldn't believe it made the set list one time when I saw him, and I was like, that day. Yeah. Y'all, Congress loves to investigate and, and stick their nose and stuff. A lot of it that they don't do any. This is something they need to be on. You need to be investigating this. You need to be on top of this. And you need to get on it right now. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Justin Timberlake, you listen to Rick and Bubba, the two sexiest Batman alive. Come on with it. Nine minutes to the top of the hour. Rick and Bubba show. Thank you for being with us. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. It will be available tomorrow. Uh, and uh, if you catch uh, the podcast, RBU, Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, uh, we have uh, a new guest this weekend, Lance Ingram. Who's, who's Lance Ingram? Uh, well, he was a former intern Firestone. We'll talk about, does anybody remember where the nickname Firestone came from? He went on to be better known to you, the Rick and Bubba audience, as Dr. Lou. We discussed the process of how that happened. And by the way, I did not know where the wig that he wears came from. He tells us uh, this weekend. And then we and then we end the uh, the podcast talking about the new, and we Bubba and I mentioned this already on the show, uh, and Bubba and I are, are honored to be part of it, the 42 day devotion that he just put out 42 different men 42 different topics 42 different devotionals uh bubba and i are two of the 42 there's 40 other men from all walks of life and and uh, and you would recognize a lot of those names some of the names you may not recognize first off but when you see the platforms that they've been given uh, you'll you'll benefit from it so uh there is a pre-order of that going on if you want an autographed copy by going to warriorunited.com slash bubba uh, and you'll hear all about that in Rick and Bubba University, the podcast coming up this weekend. Bubba, coming up, speaking of, because it sure did seem like that the, that our government government was more than willing to go after General Michael Flynn. Maybe we could take that same fervor and go after Fauci. And and what's this guy's name? Uh, Dasik. Dasik. Mm-hmm. Dirty Dasik. Bubba and I were talking. <laughs> Bubba and I were talking about in the break. <laughs> talking about in the break. Do you know why? Because I, this is the first thing I thought of, and Bubba, I guess you'd been thinking of this too. I'm like, why in the world? Do we take $600,000, and who knows how much it really is, but we know it's at least that. Why do we get in bed with China to do gain-of-function research in a Chinese lab? Why would we even do that? I mean, I understand why I, you— I'm going to take a stab why, in the dark I, here, Rick, why they do it there, because it's illegal to do here, because it's so dangerous. Bingo. See, if you want to go do things that just take uh, the risk factor to the people in a country, you got to go to a tyrannical communist government to do it because they're the only ones who could, who, who will allow something like that. Right. You, you try to do something like that here in a constitutional republic, and the people will scream, what are you doing? Hmm. We don't want that here. Uh, and so you know what you do? You go to a country that the, the government can do whatever they want, and you do it there. 
Now, I'll tell you one thing you might want to check on is whether they're secure or not. We got people protesting rendering plants here. Just there you go. There you, how about that? That's a good point. Uh, so we um, – <laughs> it, it, we sure do. It's yeah. really it signs everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to bring Rick, that up, Greg. That's a touchy subject. To, to I'm the, telling you. To the, the average, area, to the average American, it's just mind-boggling how this could take place. Yeah. And we see it unraveling. The more proof is going to come out, but it looks like we're headed down this line. And uh, it, it's, it's just mind-boggling that this this was allowed to happen, and it looks like it was probably the cause of this worldwide pandemic, which ain't over yet, by the way. Nope. Can you update me on the cat, though? How's the cat? <laughs> White House cat. <laughs> uh, so, so, can, so, can you give us an update? People are asking. Uh, <laughs> We'd like to update on the cat. And can we kiss Mr. Fauci? He probably climbed a tree. Oh, Mickey Mouse is in here. I don't know oh, Mickey Mouse oh, is Mickey doing that. <laughs> we wouldn't allow this at Disney World. I'll tell you that crap. No. <laughs> 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 you shouldn't. <laughs> wouldn't be any research on. A uh, 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 moving things forward, gain a function. That sounds like something Goofy would do. <laughs> what? You say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So well, let me, oh, I, I, I want you to look into your, your little Bubba crystal ball, okay? Do you, do you really think – I don't know. I, I guess I want to be optimistic. I don't, I don't like being pessimistic. I really don't. Right. It's no fun. And nobody likes to be an Eeyore, Greg. But anyway um, – so, do you think we're going to hold Fauci accountable for this? No. Speedy, no. I see Speedy's bald head no. shaking left to right. No. Not going to happen. No. Helms no. chiming in. Absolutely not. Stopping no. the breakfast order. Why would we start now? Why would we start with this? I know it's pretty dangerous. So Helms, yeah, well, it's pretty bad. Hey, there's been some bad no, things going right. over the past. I mean, you yeah. look at the Clintons alone, and really, go, really, what we needed to, for somebody to be held accountable. Is it needed to be someone that was tied to Trump or any conservative Absolutely. that did the same thing in a Wuhan yeah. lab in a communist country that that, that, that something got out and killed mm-hmm. now around the world millions of people? Mm-hmm. So it, really, the fact that it's tied to a the beloved party of of the press, there's not nothing's going to happen. No, no. Now what they'll do is they'll drag it out, mm-hmm. and then the American people, uh, in their mind. They'll go well. It's let's go on to move on to something else. So they're yeah. just trying to drag it right. out a little bit. Well, there, I mean, you got media asking about the White House cat, Rick. That'll tell you. What's so, what well, you're talking about the American people that we right now, our fellow citizens, they'll go. Ah, that sounds pretty bad, you know. But I mean, it, aren't the Kardashians in their final season? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rick Piers Morgan, who is no conservative, mm-hmm. okay, he says on his program, if COVID nineteen did leak from a Wuhan lab. Then Trump was right. China needs to be severely punished for mass manslaughter, and Dr. Fauci's reputation is destroyed. Well, Pierce Morgan, I will have to give him credit because I've heard him say some things that I disagree with, but I've also heard him say things that I agree with. So I think I will give him credit for this. He does appear to actually say what he really thinks is right. You know, because some people don't do that. They only say things that fit their narrative. Yeah, and it seems like that he's he'll call you know a, a, yeah, he a, a spade a spade. Yeah, uh, and but I was one of the other things that that I was wondering about this um, with with what what might may or may not happen. And you've already covered this, but because it's true, people sometimes don't understand communism because that's why they keep embracing it. But hmm. um, it's over to get anything on China yeah. because they yeah, correct they, they have covered their tracks that place. So yeah. the only way you find out what happened is what we're getting now is through the emails of the people that are on our side. 
Right. The Americans who are involved in this is the only way you can get to the bottom the of Brits it. The Brits. Which the means that, the Brits, yeah. It, which means that we truly the won't, West. won't ever get to the bottom of no, it. No, because China, you, you're not good. They're, they're not going to be helpful on this no. at all. No. And, and they'll, you know no. what they'll say? They'll get on and they'll cry to the world. Look how mean the West is being to us. They're calling us murderers. You know, you'll hear Asian hate and, and uh, how dare the Americans uh, uh, make such a charge against the wonderful world of China. And uh, this is why Americans and the West are evil. Here they go again, blaming other people for, mm-hmm. for, you know, to try to demonize other people because they think they're superior. All that crap. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, and this, then you'll have from Fauci and Dasik and others denial, denial, mm-hmm. emails taken out of context. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, we didn't know. Well, we oh, heard, well here's, you know, here's this, another We heard a reporter basically credit Fauci for good job covering you. Yeah. And you, laughed. You remember yeah. the Chinese uh, biologist who was among the first to scream about the Wuhan lab? Yeah. Dr. Li Ming Yan, Y-A-N. She says that the Fauci emails proved, proved that she was right and that that lab was being used not only for that, but for unrestricted bioweapon research. She's taking a step further. I know. She's and saying we, the Chinese was developing this to use as a weapon. And we all were thinking that. Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Two men who warned you that soccer would destroy the country. Rick and Bubba. Six minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport. It is the Rick and Bubba Show. Thanks for being with us. Still to come on the program, we will interview... uh, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Yep, Flynn's with us today. Uh, boy, there's been a lot going on, and we got a lot to talk to him about. Uh, later in the program, the Great Iron Men's Conference coming Father's Day weekend. Uh, honored to be part of that. But Jonathan Evans will also be speaking. He has a new book out, and we'll uh, interview him about that and about the upcoming Great Iron Men's Conference. So that's coming up, too. Jonathan Evans on the program today. If you've never heard Jonathan on, you'll, you'll get something out of that. we got interns. We're going to try to nickname another intern today so uh so be uh, be standing by for that speedy the real greg burgess helmsy eddie van adler are all here and welcome back there's bill bubba bus rick glad to be here thank all of you for being part of the rick and bubba experience all right we'll transition but in our transition one more call uh, out of uh, madison alabama listening to us on 100.3 the river uh robert is standing by talking about uh, the latest update with all the fauci stuff and now we got this other character uh, that is involved uh Hey, say not Duzik, but Dasik. Dasik, for, for lack of a better way to say it. Yes, yeah, so uh, Robert, go ahead, buddy. Yes, sir. Uh, this goes back back in 2002 when Fauci was at the University of North Carolina. He wrote a letter saying that North Korea and China are trying to do a biological weapon. That was your your SARS and your flying flu and H1N1, and that's what they were trying to develop. And he said he needed funding in the United States then to get ahead of this. So in 2012, Obama funded them. In 2014, they had two people die at the lab in North Carolina, and Obama pulled the funding for it. Bill Gates, if you go online and look it up, Bill Gates gave the Wuhan College $486 million to build this lab. It, it is still named the Fauci Project to this day. Hmm. So you're saying Bill Gates is involved in it, too? Yes. 
Yes. And, it, and, and you can look at, you know, all you have to do is Google it and go online and look it up about how they think that they need they needed a reduction in 20% of the world's population because they feel the world is overpopulated. If you yeah. if you read the stories about there there's a video online where he's talking to the CIA uh, about this vaccine in 2005 to get rid of radical jihadists Bill Gates is and he says in the video, we're going to release a rhinovirus on the population to get this whatever chemical in them that makes a part of their brain die. And the CIA person says, well, you know, what do we do? And he says, we put it in the vaccine. And 15 years later, they're doing it to the American people. And, and it's all online. And people well, will just take the time well, to but, research and, all, and, and learn yeah, to But all, in all fairness, brother, I mean, I understand what you're saying. And, and this, the, this overpopulation thing, that part of it, not what they're doing, but the, that they really think that that is a worldview. Because I, I can tell you that from having uh, people are, that are in college right now mm-hmm. and some of the questions that they have on some of their tests and stuff like that. There's no doubt that that's part of a, a view of the, wor- the earth worshipers is that we're overpopulated. We have too many people. Uh, I mean, I've had young people say that to me, and they've been taught that in college. However, the rest of it of just go online and research, you can see it all for yourself. You can't trust everything that you find online. I mean, that, that's. I mean, you can find videos and, and and articles of people saying all kinds of bizarre things, and and what can be substantiated and what can't is very very difficult. However, yes, this this there is a worldview, and I'm I've seen it firsthand. This is not this is not my somebody said of this concept that well, there's just too many people in the world. It's it's overpopulated. This is also why you have so this a certain faction of young people saying they're not going to have any more children or they're going to limit it to one child. Like, and, of course, like, it's directly in conflict with the Bible. Correct. And uh, and anytime you see that conflict, I'd pay attention to that. But it, It's almost universal, everything that a lot of these people believe. It's just right. absolutely and, 180 degrees out of phase. But there's absolutely a worldview that we need less people in the world. And, and of course, if you, if you believe that, then there's things like maybe uh, – and, and we've heard you realize the Chinese don't even follow that anymore, right? Yeah, because they, you know they used to. They used to limit them to two kids. You know now they have three. Yeah. So if they're allowing them to have more, right. then they know they have an aging problem. They yeah. have an aging population that's not being replenished. That's correct. And they they realize the error of their ways. But in the indoctrination, though, they had the people buying in that we are saving China by only having one child. They weren't. There wasn't a lot of resistance against it. There was some. But most of the Chinese people said, well, this is what the government said. Wasn't they, it two kids but one girl uh, no. at one time? Well, I know the beginning was one kid, one kid, period, right. which led to the death of a lot of little girls because the Asian culture wanted to have a son. Right. And if they, they, would, they didn't want to waste that, the word waste, that, you, that's how that was viewed. I don't, right. That's not my words. Yeah. They felt like, well, I didn't get a son, so the only way I can try again for a baby is somehow get rid of this little girl. Mm-hmm. And they would just leave them. And Mar- if you haven't seen uh, One Child mm. Nation, the documentary, mm. it's unbelievable. They would just leave them. And in all fairness to some of them, they thought somebody would come take care of them. But if I'm walking along and I, too, can only have one kid, well, I can't pick up this little girl. I mean, right. if I don't have a son, you, you know. I mean, so mm. it really it was disastrous. Mm. But the part that ought to scare you 
is that the propaganda machine of a giant tyrannical government had the people believing they were doing something patriotic. Right. Yeah. It that, was the right that, thing to that do. Their government, it was the fair and honest and admirable thing to duty. do. It, it was the yeah. best thing for China. It was the best thing for the world. And they're up to three now. Right. Yeah, well, I you, saw that the other day. What's funny and recently. just changed recently. It to three. Yeah. 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 You know why? They had a bunch of old people that nobody could take care of. Because <laughs> there, there wasn't the next, they they right. lost a generation. Right. So and then and then they, uh, but what they they realized too, their death rate was passing their birth rate. Correct. Yeah. And when you look at the at the propaganda machine, if you watch that documentary, and these this is actual propaganda that people who got out of China says, hey, look, we'll show you some. They would do plays about it's good to only have one child, and they would do all this oh, yeah. weird oh, stuff. Yeah. All the shows would oh, say hey, that. Sorry. Well, then when they realized they got in a bind, guess what the next one was? Go ahead and have two. So now they come back and say, oh, we, hey, here's a new propaganda. Everybody needs to have two children. So it's just a bunch of – that's why you can't allow an overreaching, tyrannical central government. It, it, it's, it's, it's none of their business. It's, it's a, so – so anyway, uh, but there is a worldview, but if, but that's one way to do it, as we know happened. Well, the other is, and I hate to say this, who was somebody who said this, and, and I won't be popular to say, well, you know, sometimes you just got the older people have had their life. I mean, they've lived 70-something years. I mean, uh, why, why, why we, I mean, sometimes you just got to make them comfortable and say, you know, we, you had a good life. So, so, so if you're elderly and people think the world's overpopulated, not good. Hmm. If you're a, a, a someone trying to get in the world, not good. Uh, and uh, so, and if you're somebody that thinks that that people uh, are just, I mean, they're disposable. I mean, uh, why why shouldn't a bunch of people die for the good of the of the earth that's overpopulated and dying because of all these people everywhere? Which, by the way, it's not true. We are not overpopulated. No, that's a, that's not. A, that is a complete propaganda lie right out of the pits of hell. It's totally not true. And uh, so if you're being indoctrinated into that at your little college you go to, that is a lie. That is not true. Uh, and a matter of fact, we, they, the, if you go back and look at the research of when this started, if what they were saying was true when they said it back in the 70s, back in the 60s, We back already in the 50s, blew by their numbers. Yeah, yeah we've, already, we've already expanded the number. Mm. They said we could not. We couldn't feed everybody. You the mean, tipping point. Yeah, the tipping point, and all this is it's, to, <laughs> it's total hogwash. Yeah, and uh, and it and what what is what it's being it would it be used for? There's an if you look at all this, let me tell you one thing's in common, and Bubba hit on it. And we do have a biblical worldview, and we don't apologize for that. We do believe, but we acknowledge some of you don't. But at the root of it all, what this really is trying to get us to do, and by the way, it has been successful. Look around, devalue human life. No different than an animal. Yep. All of this, that's, that, that, that's what it's trying to accomplish. And guess what? It's, it's been accomplished. Mm-hmm. And that's so when you sit around, sometimes you go, I just don't understand why people can do things that are just so evil to other people. Well, it, it was a long process. We got to the point where people believe that human life isn't valuable. And if you watch, there's all kinds of things we did that this is the result of that. There was a narrative that got that conclusion. Lots of them. 15 minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-one minutes now past the hour. Rick and Bubba show. Thank you so much for being with us today. I do want to say 
thank you very much uh, to all who came out last night and all who worked so hard to put together uh, this kickoff uh, of the men's discipleship strategy from themanchurch.com in beautiful Winfield, Alabama, the home of Mule Day. Uh, I do want to personally thank Pastor Paul Murphy uh, and uh, all the men there that um, uh, just said, you know what, we, we, we believe that what you guys have been talking about, we need it here at our church. Uh, other pastors came and, and brought men from their churches that were there last night for the kickoff. Uh, I, think, I mean, looking at the numbers, I don't know how many we had, but I know the, the room holds about 800, and it looks like it was, it was three-quarters full. So we probably were 500-plus men last night, which was kind of cool. Uh, to, you can see it kind of coming back a little bit. And we had a, a great evening together of high challenge. And then uh, a lot of the men uh, decided they were also plugged into the high equipping part and plugged into the small groups and the curriculum over the next 40 weeks uh, as they have made a commitment to grow spiritually. Uh, had men last night that uh, made decisions that they needed uh, uh, to deal with the issues in their life like all of us have had to do. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't have, nor do you, Bub, or any of us know the sincerity of their heart. Uh, but all I can tell you is that uh, they – Something was going on, and they did make a proclamation that they wanted to be redeemed. And I know if they were sincere, then they were. Uh, if they weren't, then we'll see the fruit of the life that uh, that will come out that will show that, that that didn't happen. And that's not our deal. Our deal is to say, here it is, and this is the gospel, and the gospel demands a response. So great time last night. It was a wonderful evening of praise and worship and uh, and, and growing and being challenged. And just thank you for trusting us with that, uh, Pastor Paul Murphy and all the men at Winfield Baptist Church. Now, tonight there's another man church going on in Op, Alabama. This is their second, and Mark Garnett will be speaking there tonight at Westview Baptist Church if you want to join him, as uh, that's another church that's doing the strategy. And You can find all that by going to themanchurch.com, and you can see where man churches are going on, maybe somewhere near you, and you'd like to check it out and then maybe start doing it at your church. All right, some updates on things. Do you remember back when um, – but just thanks again for last night. So Johnny Manziel. You remember? You remember we were doing the show. I mean, we we were sitting here. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. we we were we were talking about it. We were saying, hey, he's been accused of, uh, you know, uh, being, um, uh, you know, a, a collegiate uh, player and and using his his um, his place of celebrity to make money and 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 all that. But um, he denied doing it. Remember, he he denied that he was doing autographs for money. Uh, he said that he had only $65 in his bank account. And he said, when I looked and saw, I only had $65 in my bank account. And Bubby, we've talked about this, about college students in this debate on whether they should be given something. Uh, he said he decided that he would make some money off his signature uh, prior to the 2013 college football uh, season eight years ago. Uh, and, um, and I mean, and, and they, they, uh, they launched an investigation because they felt Manziel was receiving payment for signing autographs. However, they couldn't find any evidence that he did anything at the time. But recently, he made an appearance on Barstool Sports podcast, uh, Bussing with the Boys, and he admitted that he did indeed make extra money by signing some autographs. 
Yeah, if they liked the evidence then, they have it now. They have He's it pretty now. much confessed to the whole thing. Yeah. He did say that uh, I never took a dollar until after I won the Heisman, and I think my statute of limitations are up. Yeah. And then he had another little phrase uh, to go with it. He can't, can't read this verbatim, no, by the way. No, 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 no. Uh, so he's basically said, hey, uh, since the statute of limitations is up, here's what happened. As Rick said, I had $65 in my account. I decided <laughs> to sign some autographs. I was approached by a guy. And asked me if I wanted to make $3,000. So he said, I may or may not have gone back to this guy's condo in South Beach and probably signed 10,000 pieces of memorabilia. Uh, he said he was signing autograph at the man's combo when he was approached by someone else who said he was getting ripped off. Again, I can't quote exactly how he said it, uh, being ripped off. Manziel received another man's number, and that guy said he was willing to pay $30,000 for signing autographs. Mm-hmm. So you see this whole uh, whole thing unfolding here, and he's basically telling you he did he did do it. He took money, three thousand to begin with, but someone told him, "Hey, you can make uh, yep. you can make thirty thousand for doing that." Yeah. So he said. Then he was told what to do to go to a certain room. He said all the stuff will be there laid out when you're done. Send me a picture of all of it because the guy has to have authenticity. Say here right. he is signing it. He said, uh, and I'll give you a code to the safe, and the money will be in that room for you in that safe. Manziel admitted that he made a decent living while in college, and he said he had no regrets doing it. Now, he's talking about making a decent living signing autographs. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, the money, uh, he said uh, he delivered a message to the NCAA at the conclusion of his story. How about and that? And this is where he, he said, we went 9-4 and four the next year, so if the NCAA wants to take my blank 94 season away and my Chick-fil-A bowl against Duke, <laughs> Blah, 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 bling, bling. Manziel added, I never took a dollar until after I won the Heisman, and I think my statute of limitations are up, so you can blank me again. There we go. Mm. Wow. Uh, I wonder if the IRS is going to reach out and go, and we'll take a little of that. Yeah, 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 he's... yeah the statute of limitations may be over on what he did, mm-hmm. but the, the old IRS will find you Yeah, that, uh, if I, you I, didn't report that. The IRS some income. Yeah, the IRS, do they even ever say the word statute? They're going to get that money yeah. if they can, and they don't, they don't mind if they leave you sitting out in your yard in a chair. Uh, with <laughs> everything Al Capone. Going. Yes. <laughs> John, know, John Daly. Yeah. Have you seen this? John Daly. Uh, and said in 1995, uh, he was approached at the British Open by what he's calling a bold gambler, and he was told, if you tank this thing, I'll give you $1 million. Uh, and this is an interview he did with uh, uh, Graham, is it Bensinger? Uh, and, uh, and it was an old interview from 2014, but somebody brought it out today, and he said, I told the guy that I, and he used some of Johnny Manziel's language, uh, I will not do that. Uh, he said, um, and Daly went on to win the yeah. British Open that year yeah. after uh, in a playoff. Mm-hmm. One of his biggest wins. Yeah, and uh, so he said, people come up to me and say, "Can you beat this guy at the British Open? Uh, can can you beat the guy? Because I'm putting money on you." And I said, "I don't care. Uh, don't get mad at me if it doesn't work out." <laughs> yeah. And uh, so this guy was saying, "Look, won't you just take the drama off this for yeah, us? Tank it. Here's a million dollars. Just don't win, and that way we'll we'll all get we'll all you know put our money against you. Mm-hmm. Daly yeah. said that was the only time he'd been approached by a gambler about actually tanking, uh, uh, you know, a match on purpose or a performance on purpose. <clears throat> he said at the time he wasn't sure how to handle the bribe, but he was sure that he wouldn't take it. You know, money was not that was prior to not an issue. Uh, well, it was prior to 
that was ti- that was prior to Tiger Woods era. So okay. the money in golf was not there what it go. was yeah. su- what it is now. Like a lot of sports. And yeah. his prize money was two hundred thousand dollars. So think about that. To win it, I make two hundred. Uh, if I take this guy's deal, I make a million, and I don't have to win it. But of course, you got to trust that guy. You yeah. do. You got to trust that guy, and you got to look at the fact that you win the British Open, and he did. That changes your world too. Um, I would say so. this: just the, the small amount of time I've been around John Daly, and they, you might have a lot of things you think about John Daly for good reason. I don't think he would ever take money to lose. He's too competitive. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, you know what though? In the movie, what happens? He tells the guy he's going to tank, and he gets out there, and in the middle of the round, he's like, "Man, I'm going to go ahead and win this thing!" And the guy's screaming, "What are you doing?" And he goes on to win it. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba show. Do want to point you to simplysafebubba.com. Simplysafebubba.com. Do, do you remember that that feeling as a little kid? You know, if you you were fortunate enough to have the type of family that your your mom and dad put you to bed, and and, and that this feeling of of security, you know, when you when you you went down, went to sleep, and you thought, you know what, mom and dad just got it covered. I'm safe. I'm secure. Well, the feeling of security, um, you know, is something that we all, if we were honest, like to have. Uh, well, with simplysafebubba.com, you're, you're going to be very important to them, and they're going to secure your home so you can have that piece or your office or business, whatever. They have award-winning service. Uh, they have all the technology bells and whistles that you expect these days. But I think the thing that we don't talk about enough is the people at simplysafebubba.com. They really do take it to the next level. They're they're there around the clock anytime you need them, whether that's fire, uh, maybe a break-in, a medical emergency, uh, maybe even like Bubba, a burst pipe. There's some sort of water issue going on. Need an update on that, by the way. Even a problem, uh, maybe setting up the system. Uh, there's someone who has the expertise that's there and ready to help you 24-7. So uh, you know they're always there waiting to help if needed, which is a really cool feeling. So if you'd like to customize your system now and get a free security camera, and we'll throw that in, go to simplysafebubba.com. We'll also get you a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose there. There there are no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, no installation cost, and it starts at about $15 a month. So there you go. Go to rickandbubba.com. You'll also find their link there. Bubba, it's time. We have students that are enrolled in Rick and Bubba University uh, to earn their degree in com- common sense. Say hello to new intern Nick Trellia. Hello, Nick. Nick. Howdy, fired up. Uh, I, I bet you are. I, I, now, you, there's a lot to discuss here. You, you, I mean a lot. You, are you familiar, familiar with the show at all? Yes, I've listened to it as long as I've been in Alabama. Okay. Now, you, this is interesting. Well, how long has that been? Yeah. Uh, 13, 14 years. 13, okay. 14 years. Uh, Days. You, you ha- <laughs> are going for a Bachelor of Science at Hillsdale College. And, now and, we hear a lot about Hillsdale College. Yes, Hillsdale. We've College. heard we've heard Rush endorse them. We we've read articles. Tell us about Hillsdale. Uh, well, it's a small liberal arts college down in uh, Southern Michigan. There's a thing that they do up there. Like if you want to know where you are in Michigan, you put your hand out like this, and it's like <laughs> this is like Detroit area and the, the peninsula. So we're like right there okay. with Indiana. Oh, okay. uh, it's a really great college. Uh, they do a lot of teaching, less indoctrination is kind of their thing. Yeah. Uh, and then it's really personable. Like I haven't had a professor who hasn't given me his personal phone number, home address. Like if you need help on something anytime, just wow. come, come get me Yeah, the, 
the president of the college, Dr. Larry Arn, is a stud. He's uh, really great, has a lot of good philosophy, and teaching you how to think really is what they're all about. Yeah, it, it, it's almost like we talk all the time, we've done it again today, about how you know there's a certain indoctrination into a worldview that we find in, in education now that, uh, that is overreaching and, and really troublesome. Mm. At, at Hillsdale, they're trying to remove all that and say, you're here to learn. You're here to hear all views. You're here to think for yourself and decide your own worldview. We're not going to indoctrinate you into one, correct? Right. It's just teaching you how to – there are certain classes that we take that I'm like, why why the heck am I taking this? Like one class is – it's a classical liberal liberal arts education. So there's a class called Logic and Rhetoric, which you think, why why am I taking this stupid class? But it's really about understanding arguments and stuff. And so they're teaching you – they're not really telling you, like you said, what to think. It's – they give you a whole class. And it's like if someone comes to you on the street and says, hey – I believe this, and here's my argument. I have a whole class where I'm like, uh, that doesn't check out, bud. Like you're, you know, there's a fallacy or something there. So really, really good stuff. Like Wait that. a minute, are are they teaching you to critically <laughs> think? critical thinking? Oh my amazing concept. That's right. That's right. Oh critical thinking theory. Yeah. Well, you're going to be run out of this country yeah. on a rail. <laughs> so let me ask you this: if it's not, if it doesn't indoctrinate you into liberal ideologies, mm. is it then thus considered conservative? Mm. Must be. That I guess is. I guess is what it is now. Yeah, because you hear that, and, and people, I think, incorrectly, and you're confirming that, they think if a college just says, we're not in the indoctrination business, we're in the educating business, and we're going to let them be exposed to all views and then figure out what their worldview is and teach them how to critically think and defend what they believe, that somehow is now deemed conservative. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, so and I, if that's the case, and, and you know, one I of the I'm things uh, that, that I was amazed that you were, we were discussing it earlier because I was asking you questions about it, is they're, they're very active in sports and yes. very good in sports. Oh, yeah. Got a great football team. We, we won our conference for the past uh, – I mean, I think when I was there my freshman year, we won the conference – uh, our basketball team, I'm the sports director at the radio station, so I was down at all of our basketball uh, games. We're fantastic, made a pretty nice run in the tournament, won our conference outright. Uh, the We're in the GMAC conference. The GMAC player of the year was uh, in our on our team, so we just solid sports, great tennis. We recruit internationally. Uh, softball's good, baseball. We've got it all around. Is this wow. D2? Division, Division two? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, That's good that. stuff. Yeah. So, huh. so, I'm now love, we, I'm loving this place. Now, oh, yeah, now we get in. So, you, so your actual major is applied math and history. Yes. Why, why are you here? I mean, I mean, this is a. I mean, you, you talk about now. The, the you're here. Obviously, you're working in and you just said it, in radio and stuff. You right. You you're going to study these things, but you have a desire, obviously, to know something about this business. Right. So Hillsdale doesn't really have. They don't have a broadcast or a journalism major. They only have. If it isn't one of the the classical liberal arts, uh, they don't really have like super specific majors. Uh, Doctor Arn says you go here to learn how to be a good person. You don't here to learn how to be a good factory worker. Yeah. And so the overly specific majors, he's like, if you want to get a degree in like something super specific, that's what grad school is for. You're here to develop yourself uh, before you go out into the world. And uh, they have great programs like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is it too late for us to go? <laughs> okay. We ha- we have a really good broadcast program, and and I actually had no interest in like radio at all until I went up there. And uh, Scott Bertram, who's the program uh, director, of station manager up there, he actually was a producer at ESPN Sports Talk Radio. Uh, he had a show in Chicago. Uh, Mac Yurko and Harry, he was executive producer up there for a few years. Um, I saw a flyer for the radio station. I was like, yeah, I mean. 
this is like something to do, kind of interesting. So I went down there my freshman year and just kind of got hooked. Well, you got pipes. You got you, yeah, you, 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 had a, you got a good yeah, voice, man. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, so let's talk about trying to get you a nickname now. Well, Hillsdale College. You got. I mean, that's got yeah. some stuff there. <laughs> well, uh, what what y'all's mascot? Uh, so we're the Chargers. Oh, there we go. Chargers. Even better. Oh, no, write that down. <laughs> Make a note of that. <laughs> so, uh, how tall are you? Uh, I'm like six two. Six two. Okay. So, so you uh, also let's talk about uh, any nicknames you've ever had before. Anybody ever called you anything nickname? Hey, you and moron. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, that one's already taken here. Yeah, yeah that's. Uh, yeah, I had. To, you probably must have had a dad similar to yeah. ours. I didn't know that those. I thought those were my names. Some of those right. things, but, right? But but anyway, so ours. I I I, I call my my kids dweebs when they're doing Rick. something stupid. What a bunch of dweebs! And uh, and and they love that. So now it's, it's become something we do right. all the time. Uh, all right, so <laughs> let's let's talk about um, the the hobbies you might have. Uh, you know, it, it, tell us about this. It says you are creator, host, and writer of the Loft, which runs on one hundred one point seven FM. What is the Loft? So that is a show. I actually uh, trying to you know pump you guys up. I actually modeled this show off of Rick and Bubba. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh oh, yeah. Oh my. I was uh, I was up at school, and my dorm, Galloway dorm, has this thing called the Loft, which is like the third and a half floor. There's only three rooms up there. It's about six guys, and it's usually super tight. Uh, with the group and that's where I got in my freshman year and all the guys up there were upperclassmen except for me and I just made uh, friends with these guys and we'd always have these like crazy conversations and stuff I was like hey this would be really fun to do on the radio yep and so we got together it's sort of like a comedy variety show sort of like this and uh, we go up there we talk about uh, news stories and we do little skits sometimes and it, it's just a lot of fun with uh, good guys oh yeah so so you you have patterned it after this show so it's a show about anything. It's just you exactly. guys sitting around talking. Yeah, if we think it's it. funny or interesting, right, we'll talk about it. Uh, Gosh, I love it. Yeah, so you uh, you you are also volunteer work at Adopt a Grandparent? Yeah, so uh, we couldn't do it this year because of the pandemic Bad and everything, and, and Whitmer is, uh, yeah. can't say what people say about her. You're talking there. about Queen Whitmer? Queen Whitmer, <laughs> yeah. all hail, yeah. right? That's right. Uh, so they, we have this program. There's a nursing home not far from the college. And because Hillsdale is such a small community, the college is super plugged into everything. And there's opportunities all over for uh, students to get involved in town. And uh, you go up to the nursing home and they'll pair you with like uh, one of the residents there. And you can go up, you can write letters to them. You can go up and visit them every once in a while. Stuff like that. It's just a really cool program. Unfortunately, we couldn't do it this year. And you've coached youth basketball. Yes. Yeah, okay. Did so- not win a single game. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect season. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. There was somebody. Uh, okay. I, I, I hope. Well, I hope none of these kids are listening. Okay. If if I had 12 kids on the team, let's say we had 10 that were not that great, and there were two of them who were fantastic. Like there was two great guys, and I think that some of the parents they didn't either like those kids or they didn't like those kids' parents. Like you know, we'll put them on the worst possible team. Okay. Because <laughs> I had the the smallest kids out. So my, my team, if you looked at them, it'd be like this high, and then just these two dudes, and then everyone right. else was like that. So they were punishing these families. Yeah, I, that, that's what I think. Somebody ripped somebody off or something. Uh, here's one, Bubba. Talking about nicknames, he actually worked at Downtown Donuts. That's right. So you Ooh. worked at a donut place. Ooh. I did. Okay, so that's good. You you, you were a student mover. So you were making deliveries around campus, right? I, I still am. Actually, the I'm going to be in charge of it. I'm be the student supervisor uh, next year. Watch out! All right, so <laughs> we've got, so we've got Hillsdale, we've got Charger, we've got Donuts, uh, we've got adopting grandparents, Tall Boy, Tall Boy. We've got the Loft, his show that he did. So, do uh, you have any uh, any kind of? Uh, I see, I see uh, that you um, you've completed. Well, you're you're, you're an Eagle Scout. I am. He's an Eagle Scout. Yeah. 
Uh, and and what about you? Have you ever any other hobby we're missing that we might be interested in? Uh, I play music. I play drums and piano. Drums and piano. Oh, nice. I like yeah. to get on the drums. Got any, weird, got any weird quirks? Do you, you ever rest? <laughs> said, he's, he is a charge. He's a hard charge. Mm-hmm. How about intern hard charge? Huh? So we got a lot to work with. All right. All right. So we'll come out. Any, anything? Any quirk or anything we need to know about? You, any weird food you have a aversion to or anything like that? I'm allergic to eggs. You're allergic what? to eggs. <laughs> He's allergic to eggs. Okay. All right, watch out. Breakfast is in there. We just sent you to get breakfast. A guy who's allergic to eggs. <laughs> well, only the yolk. I can have it if it's, like, cooked up. Okay. Yeah. All right, we got yeah. a lot to work with. There's some great uh, great ideas. Let's get them in here and let's see if we can get this, this young man a, a name. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. Nine minutes to the top of the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show. We're back. Nick Trellia. And trust me, it's not spelled that way. Uh, Nick Trellia is our, our new intern. So some stuff we know we already have down from our conversation. We're trying to get him. He goes to Hillsdale College. Uh, he um, has, has done a show called The Loft that he said he copied. Uh, took, a, took a note from uh, the way we do things here at the campus radio station. Uh, he's um, he's worked with adopted grandparents. He's an Eagle Scout. Uh, he's coached some youth basketball, not very successful, uh, in his uh, first coaching gig. Uh, but uh, it, but and also he uh, he's a go getter. He's active. So we're thinking intern tall boy, which was one that Greg <laughs> named in the day walked in. Uh, and then we have intern hard charger. I think that's a good one. There's a lot of people because uh, Rush Limbaugh just died his earthly death. There's 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 some. There is some. Uh, there's a little bit of movement to try to d- tie him to Rush a little bit. Rush Hillsdale. Rush Hillsdale is one. Yeah. Uh, with the um, what about the Hillsdale Hustler? Ooh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Hillsdale Hustler. That was an email, by the way. I didn't that, come up with that. That's a good one. Yeah, it's on um, the list here. Here's one. Sounds like I'm selling something. <laughs> here's, here's, here's one yeah, really. from a mom. How about intern? Will you please marry my daughter? Well, I, <laughs> yeah, that's Rick. Rick, I was sitting here thinking, man, I wish Caroline was like eight years older. Right. Yeah. You know, Rick, he oh. reminds me of myself when I was his age. Yeah, yeah, Greg. Of course he I does. Mean. Of course he does. Uh, we got um, Whitmer's regret because you're. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you know, I uh, I like that. That's good. Ladies, <laughs> we made some noise down there. We had, we had a we staged it when she shut us down. The the school we were the only school that was uh, in person. And uh, during last uh, for the fall semester, and she was kind of unhappy about it. So she sent out a letter and said, uh, to all colleges currently in session, Hillsdale. Right. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Hillsdale. Y'all are shut down. And so we went up to the uh, some friends of mine and I, we staged a little, organized a little get together at the state capitol. And Mm -hmm. uh, they had a little little car protest because you couldn't go out there in person because that'd be violating the uh well mm-hmm. she had a lot of people showing up to protest it oh looked yeah like yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I think guys if we have got a if, if you look at this i think we've got hillsdale hustler hard charger whitmer's regret <laughs> tall boy do we even need another one what about well, you, granny nanny uh, yeah that's on the list <laughs> oh, that's a good one we have uh, a good one. we have head on right greg point. be careful See, got got head on right, copycat. We have lofty, like just lofty. Intern married my daughter sounds pretty good. <laughs> we have just hey, lofty, and then you have a lot of things coming after lofty, like lofty eggs, lofty donuts, or whatever. People want lofty in there. Um, DJ Donut, uh, no yolk, <laughs> nanny nanny no boo boo, no yolk. Um, I love um, this one. How about intern Golden Egg? 
Yes, because that's on there. Because he says this guy may be the most impressive initial intern uh, interview I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody said uh, Charger Garoski because he's got a deep voice. Right. Uh, full Charger. Uh, oh, no, that ego. Um, <laughs> Paw Paul Donuts. Let's see. Uh, future Rusher. Coach Caretaker. Um I mean, the, but I don't. I don't see anything still bumping like your top four. Yeah. You got Tall Boy, Whitmer's Regret, Hard Charger, Hillsdale Hustler, and then the one with just like Granny Nanny, Ma- Granny Nanny, <laughs> Granny Nanny, or Nanny Nanny Boo, but Granny Nanny, Granny Nanny. Isn't that the one that everybody re- re- responded to? We erupted on because he looks after. But look, he's done so good. I hate to. I hate to pigeonhole him on that one part of his <laughs> life. Yeah, that one line on my resume. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, and you know who you know who's all called his minions out over there. <laughs> I mean. I mean that, 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 that thing will roar to yeah, the top. Dog whistle Should we up take up? it out just to protect him? Yeah, I think so. Hey, I'm trying to get a and job I, after I'll this. I'll take now. Tall Boy out there, too. Yeah, I'll take Tall Boy out, too. Oh, wow. So, okay, what? we're down to. Well, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they're, they're still pouring in. So, do you like any of these other ones? Not really. That I said? Okay. Not really. <laughs> so, you just like, you like Whitmer's Regret and mm-hmm. Hard Charger and Hillsdale Hustler. Those are your top I love those. Will You Marry My Daughter, Golden Egg. Uh, Dr. Duncan, Charger Garoski, Full Charger, Oh No That Ego, Granny Talk, Paw Paw Donuts, mm-hmm. no. uh, Nanny Nanny Boo Boo. How, how do you eggs? How do you like Golden Egg? Golden Egg? What, 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 what's golden our egg? top one? He doesn't like eggs. No, he's allergic to it. Uh, hard yeah. Charger. He likes egg. eggs. He's just, yeah, he's allergic allergic to to the I just saw him eat eggs. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That was all fried up, though. He's he's allergic to They've got to be cooked. Yeah. I told you the story, how I found out. Did you hear the story? Yeah, oh, you want to start? Yeah. Okay, so I had uh, I had just watched Rocky, and you know how? Oh no, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know I, I wanted to lift weights and whatever, and so I was like, I need protein powder, Dad, and stuff. It's like Psh, you don't need that garbage. Just just <laughs> drink the egg yolk. He said my dad's a little bit old school. He just said drink what Rocky. Yeah, <laughs> Rocky did good. Yeah, it takes his vice from uh, Sylvester Stallone. But so we go out into the kitchen, and he just starts cracking eggs, and and he makes one for himself, and he just downs it. I'm like, hey, I mean. Must work, and so I, I try it, and I end up spending an hour in the bathroom throwing up. No, oh, no, I thought he was allergic to yeah, egg yolk <laughs> by falling rocky. Yeah, Hillsdale Doughboy. Do you think I could uh, uh, lawsuit out of that? You think there's a yeah, no, maybe I don't know. That could be. Hey. All right, so you just want to land on three then? Whitmer's regret, <laughs> Hillsdale hustler, mm-hmm. and hard charger. Marry my daughter's got to be in there. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I, Granny I like Nanny. All right, we'll do four. Rick marry my daughter. Granny and Nanny. <laughs> Mary, uh, will you marry my daughter or just marry my daughter? Uh, she said uh, it's will you marry my daughter is what the email yeah, said, said, but I didn't know if you wanted to short it. Too many words. Marry my I daughter. I think it's just funny. Intern, marry my daughter. Yeah, marry my daughter. There you go. Okay. There you go. Implied right. question. Implied question. Marry yeah. my daughter. Yeah. Got it. I, th- I think that's our four. Don't you? I, I'm, I'm even. Good. I'm even looking over here. I, I don't really see anything over there. It fires me up. Um, I mean, I, I just don't think they're better than what we have. That's pretty good. So, yeah. So, so that's. Um, I don't know what it is. There seems to be a person in our audience that tries to tie every interview to Yoko Ono, and yeah. I don't understand that. <laughs> I'm seeing that. I'm yep. even, I don't, how we made the connection to Yoko Ono here on this one, I have no idea. The yoke, he's allergic. Yoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, oh, every day Yoko they try ono. to find some way yeah. to make make the, the interns. The, can y'all consider Yoko Ono? Yeah. Uh, it's um, So, anyway, we, we're, we're going to say no to that. So, mm-hmm. we're going to go do top of the hour, then we're going to come back, and we'll vote. Now, in the break, if we see a fifth one rise to the top that we want to add when we come back, because when we come back, we're going to tell you what was that. Here's Somebody's the here's the one we're, here's the one with the ones we're going to vote on. Mm-hmm. So we're, we know we got four, mm-hmm. and that may be all we do. Okay. But if something hits us in the break through email that we go, I got to tell you something, you know that's a, that's a good one. Then we may add it. Mm-hmm. But right now, that'll be the four.
And then we'll come back and we'll take your votes on that. And then Nick Trelia will receive his Rick and Bubba University nickname, and then it will be forever written and forever so, and he will be stuck with it for the rest of his life. There it is. Right. And let me just give you a heads up on this, okay? This is this is on us, not on you. <laughs> we will never remember your original name. <laughs> uh, all we will ever remember is that you were whatever they're about to name you. Okay? That's all right. I've had so many people come to me say, hey, you know old so-and-so, so-and-so? I, I really don't. Well, they intern with you. Who are you talking about? Uh, Thumbs and Roses. Oh, yeah, I know him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, but I, I just, I don't, there's too many names. How many men turns we had? Hundreds. Oh, my goodness. Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is R. Lee Ermey, better known as Gunner Restart and Hartman. I am listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. Two fine, outstanding young American heart chargers. It is six minutes past the hour. The late R. Lee Ermey gets us started. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, Team Rick and Bubba all here. And we're looking for the intern name for Nick Trellia. A young man that has kind of ushered his way into Rick and Bubba University. He's on campus. He's a blue chip. Mom's quit emailing us. Yeah, he's okay, a blue chip. Hey, we got ourselves a blue chip here. <laughs> we do. All right, so here's what we're thinking. We think we're going to add a new nickname. Anybody just hit Bubba and I on the break, and we both loved it. Intern the winner. <laughs> That's some of a winner. All right, so I love a, a winner. Cu- a couple more things yeah. we need to bring out here. I, I just right. love Nick, a winner. Yeah. Nick, I want him on my team. Yeah. T- tell everybody, now you, you grew up in Enterprise, Alabama. Uh, that's right. And and how are you staying here in Birmingham to intern? So I'm heading up, uh, and I spend two nights a week in the hotel so I can be here. And how did you get money for the hotel? <laughs> I went up to the school, and I said, hey, look, I want to be on this uh, this program, but I got I to gotta travel every week and give me some money. And they said, all right. What a wow. winner. Wow. So I've got the winner. And you were talking about the radio show that you had done at the college radio station. Yes. You, you won an award? Yes. All right. So the, He's won an award. The, the, one, the one that's based on this show. Right. Can I, won an award. Rick, <laughs> Rick, can I point out, I point out for 13 years, Greg Burgess has drove back and forth for an hour and a half <laughs> each way. This guy's interning. He's getting a hotel for two nights. And somebody, somebody's paying for it. Somebody else is paying for it. Yeah. Greg, you know what he is, don't you? The winner. Maybe he can make a deal for me. Over here. <laughs> right. So we got the winner. Hey, you what? You ever you like want to sell some advertising for Summit Media? <laughs> hey, hey, I'll, I'll try it. Hey, but, I've seen Wolf of Wall Street. I know. Uh, okay. uh, you know anyway, Wolf of Wall. Uh, so um, so this we do you want to add that to it? And yeah, make that I think five? you had to put the winner the, the in winner. There, just All for right. my own personal <laughs> right. enjoyment of this. All right, it's yeah. a, you know I feel like we're recruiters. We're sitting around and I said, look, now you interview that cat kid's a winner. We, we want him, we want him on our team. <laughs> That's how a gun's a winner. Gosh, I bet your dad's a hard charger, isn't he? I guess. I bet he's serious business. Yeah, he's serious business. What was your dad, uh, aviator? Yeah, he was a naval aviator. Of course he was. Tom Cruise, you remember (laughs) naval aviator? Sure. Are you a pilot? No, I'm a naval Naval aviator. aviator. (laughs) You're talking about. about Does he still fly? Uh, He does. He teaches upset recovery. Okay, get it. He's 60 years old and he's doing flips and inverted, all kinds of whatever stuff in an acrobatic airplane. You know, you never boring day. day. So he t- he still teaches pilots there, right? So yeah, military or private? He now? works for a subcontractor, and the military will bring people in, and then companies will bring people in. So it's just so he teaches <laughs> naval pilots when they're out of control how to gain control of their plane again. 
basically. Uh, yeah, so if you're in a like you seen that if scene you're in a flat spin, yeah, and you, you, you went through jet wash and you've you've washed out an engine. That's right. Right. <laughs> hey, That's what hey, Nick's dad hey. does. <laughs> Nick's dad could have saved. Hey, hey, let me tell you. Let me tell yeah. you. Goose has still been alive if uh, Tom Cruise had gone through my dad's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I find myself thinking. I'm thinking to myself that my interview with General Flynn will be subpar compared to this. Uh, well, that's I mean, a possibility. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed interviewing him as right, much as any right. Now we're getting a lot of wow, what a winner. Or do you just like the winner? The winner. Yeah. The, the, the win- winner or the winner? Win- no, no. The, the winner. The winner. The winner. Oh, it's on the list. That's the one that hit Bubba and I like a sledgehammer. All right, so we got Whitmer's Regret, Hard Charger. Mom's Please Quit Sending Me. Marry right. My Daughter, Hillsdale Hustler, and The Winner. Those, those now, are now here's favorite. the thing. Yeah. Winning, you know, the, you know, they say that the only place where success comes for work is in the dictionary, right? Now, I wasn't always the, the radio guru up at Hillsdale that I am now, right? Our first pilot for the show was so bad that we could not air it. Well, that's all right. I mean, that's us oh, too. That sounds, yeah. Yeah. And, and Have you ever heard the kickoff hour? I mean, serious business. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Low expectations. No, I'm talking like levels. Whatever. It, the the yeah. whole thing sounded deep fried. It was like crunchy fried chicken is what the audience sounded like. Let me tell you what's happening here. He, he is following us. He realized yeah, yeah. he was making a mistake. Yeah. He said, oh, my gosh, I'm creating high expectations. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. He's quickly moving <laughs> to, to distance himself from <laughs> right. Yep. All right, so we're voting on what? Say it again. Uh, Whitmer's Regret, mm-hmm. Hard Charger, Marry My Daughter, Hillsdale Hustler, and The Winner. Uh, Bo Weaver. <laughs> and Bo Weaver. <laughs> no, we I mean, there's, there's about four of them I want to vote for. <laughs> I love them all. <laughs> all right, so let's go to Ben. Ben, get us started. Which one are you voting for, Ben? Ben? What do you say? The hustler. The hustler. The hustler. hustler. That, that's not one. What do you think I'm hustling? Uh, Hillsdale hustler. Is, Hillsdale. That, is that what you're voting for? Hillsdale hustler. <laughs> not a hustler like you're ripping somebody off, but right, you're right. getting after You're getting after right, right, right. you hustler. Hustler. That's one. Betty, yeah. what's, Betty, what's your vote? Go ahead. Uh, Hillsdale hustler. Okay. <laughs> uh, to Patsy. Patsy, your uh-huh. vote on the intern names. Marry my daughter. All right, there we go. So, so read them again. Read them again, Speedy. Uh, sure. Whitmer's Regret, Hard Charger, Marry My Daughter, Hillsdale Hustler, and The Winner. Uh, hi, Rick and Bubba Show. What you, what you, what's your vote? The winning bow weevil. Hmm. I'm going to go with uh, The Winner. All right, thank you. Hi, Rick and Bubba Show. What's your vote, please? Sure. You're on. Go ahead. What's your vote? Oh, uh, I had a kind of a new one. How about no, no new ones. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, Rick and Bubba Show. You only get to pick from the ones given. Yeah, yeah. Rick and Bubba Show. See there, the, the winner would never have done what you just yeah. did. No. All right, so uh, Josh, what's your vote? Go ahead. Hello, hello, your vote, please. That's the worst phone ever I've heard. Rick and Bubba Show, your vote, please. Go ahead. You're on the show. Marry my daughter. There you go. Rick and Bubba Show, your vote, please. You're on. Hard charger. Okay. Rick and Bubba show your vote, please. You're on. Yes, I'd like to vote for the winner, and yes, I vote for all the interns. Oh, good. <laughs> Hi, Rick and Bubba show your vote, please. Go ahead. Marry my daughter, please. I have three. <laughs> <laughs> please take marry one. all three of them. Rick and Bubba show your vote, please. The winner. Rick and Bubba show your vote, please. Granny Nanny. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny for you to say that. Right. I, I, I wish they'd left it in. Greg. Minion. Minion coming up. Greg said it. I got to say it. <laughs> Rick and Bubba show your vote, please. Marry my daughter. All right. Rick and Bubba show your Uh-oh. vote, please. Uh, yeah, roll tie, granny, nanny. Uh, see, Greg, what you've done. <laughs> and they all sound the same. Yeah. Yeah, Those same are guy. your people. Yeah. They all sound exactly the same. I love Greg. 
Hey, Rick, Rick and Bubba Show. <laughs> he speaks for the working man. And turn, I love Greg. Hey, Rick and Bubba Show, your vote, please. Go ahead. Hillsdale Hustle. Thank you. Thank you. Bubba, show your vote, please. <laughs> he ran out of breath. The winner. Thank you. Rick and Bubba, show your vote, please. Hello, Whitmer's Rick. Whitmer's regret. Oh, first one. Oh, okay. What do you say? Whitmer's regret. Are she saying? Hey, Rick and Bubba, show. Go ahead. Show your vote, please. Go ahead. Donut doo doo. That's the guy I dislike the most. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the guy I dislike the most. Why do I laugh at that guy? Well, so hard. Hard. Me what, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you like for that guy to go on the tour of the Wuhan? Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wanting IBS, but yeah, that's even Bubba went right to the end. Hey, uh, give me, give me, give me where we are. It looks like we got three well, player around. We got uh, marry my daughter and the winner tied at four. Hillsdale Hushler has three, and Hard Charger and Whitmer's Regret has one. All right, let's continue. Rick and Bubba show your vote, please. Hillsdale Hustler. All right, Rick and Bubba show your vote, please. Oh, the winner, please. Rick and Bubba show your vote, please. <laughs> Mary, my daughter. Yes, Mary. Rick and Bubba that show was your a heartfelt vote. Right? <laughs> your vote, please. Mary, my daughter. Uh, Rick and Bubba show your vote, please. Rick and Hillsdale Hustler. I'm sensing a pattern with all these Mary, my daughter. What was that? Hillsdale Hustler. Uh, so, should we clarify? Do you have a girlfriend? Negative. Oh boy. Mm. Well, I'm getting pictures from moms all over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, I don't Fine. think y'all giving the dad enough. Said, look, I got three of them. Yeah. Take no, one, please. Business. I'm getting pictures. <laughs> I can't. I can't he tell wants you to what. find one winner in the bunch. Hey, Rick and Bubba, show. Go ahead. Your vote, please. Mary, my daughter. All right. Where are we? Speedy. <laughs> Speedy, Mary, my daughter has seven. To Hillsdale Hustler and the winner at five. Oh my no goodness! Still? The other two at one. All right, we're, 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 I got I got right, about thirty. People seconds. are sending their daughter's phone number now. And oh email. yeah, Rick and Bubba, show your vote, please. Go ahead. Right, watch out with the picture. Murray, my daughter. Rick and Bubba, show your vote, please. I like vote for the winner, please. All right, Rick and Bubba, the winner. Show. The winner. Your vote, yeah. please. Go Just ahead. That was a dip and Dan vote for the winner. Yeah. Say it again. Uh, Whitler's. Whichever one that is. Yeah, Whitmer. 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 Hang up. There is, there is one that features the word Whitler. But, uh, Hang up. Whitler's Ravine. Whitler. Rick and Bubba show your vote, please. Go ahead. I wish I'd made a spoon. Hills get hot, baby. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm sorry, Rick. I'm sorry Surprised at myself for letting that go on so long. Hi, right, Rick and Bubba show. Go ahead. Your vote, please. The winner. All right, where are we at? Uh, you said the winner? Yeah. Mm. The winner. All right, so we got Mary, my daughter, eight. The winner, seven. Ooh. Hillsdale Hustler, six. Um, Whitmer's Regret, two. Hard Charger, one. It goes to the show. Adler, your vote, please. I got it. I can't say. Ruby's only one. I can't say marry my daughter, so I'm going to go with the winner. The winner? Mm-hmm. All right. Houndsy? What's it down to? Just uh, think of how many does Hillsdale? What's what's it's tied the, now? Eight to eight. Yeah, yeah. Eight to eight with marry my daughter and the winner. Uh, Hillsdale Hustler has six. I'm gonna go Hillsdale Hustler. All right, all right, Greg. I'm going with that too. Oh, well, so we're gonna tighten it up. So now we got Uh-oh. a three-way tie. I'm gonna go the winner. Okay, okay. Bubba, marry my daughter. <laughs> I, I will go with the winner. Okay, the winner has ten to marry my daughter's nine. The winner it the is. The winner is the winner. Winner is the winner. Okay. In turn, the winner. That's there good. Is, yeah. That's good right there. Mary, my daughter, will go back into the hopper for a future intern. <laughs> yep. that's, a, that's a high go. <laughs> Have another one of those will walk through. We'll be back.
17 minutes past the hour. Still to come, uh, General Michael Flynn will be with us. Also, Jonathan Evans later in the program. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-two minutes past the hour. Next segment, we'll interview uh, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Uh, he's uh, going to do a speaking engagement in uh, our home market, and uh, we'll get a chance to talk to him today. Jonathan Evans also has a brand new book um, that I think you'll you'll be very interested in, and we'll talk Gridiron Men's Conference with Jonathan Evans and all things uh, involving Jonathan Evans and his family's ministry that has touched so many. Uh, so that'll be coming up later in the program as well. So uh, that's still to come. Uh, Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, out this weekend. We interview former intern Firestone, better known as Lance Ingram, even better known as Dr. Luke. Uh, we talk about his relationship with the show and a new book that he has, uh, all coming up this weekend on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, so we've named two of our five interns. We have Millie Vanilli Wafer, and we now have intern The Winner. Uh, I did get a text uh, from a friend that said uh, maybe the winner should uh, be the focal point of the return of Rick and Bubba's Bachelor Series. <laughs> you know, we had the Bachelor, the Bachelor, yeah. mm-hmm. and then we could have the winner. Uh, so, so anyway, the he's uh, yeah. So he's uh, he's he settled in. It's done, uh, and uh, we'll we'll take the um, the next few months with him and see how he does see mm-hmm. so greg and i were in the kitchen just drilling him with questions because we weren't done with the interview we yeah. were so intrigued right. with yeah. him right. and yeah. we wanted more yeah mm-hmm. and so we've been in there just firing away yeah well i'll tell you one thing uh, you, you i noticed the minute the winner sat down yeah uh that something something had happened yeah right i mean i looked up the first time the winner sat down and, and I, this is not any kind of dig at the other interns mm-hmm. because it is something new when they get here everything's new yeah so there's there's a certain amount of grace that goes with the early days uh, now that wanes about halfway through the summer if we don't see improvement but but i mean um i looked in there and i i would have thought harry murdoch was back yeah all of a sudden the call started getting screened up and getting put up there and all the names there and i'm like well who's in there that's some of the guns of winter mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that's that's a first day guy he's he's got his act together yeah yeah and uh, so, uh, so we'll see how the winner goes. Yeah, the and winner, the winner's coming out of the gate with some very high expectations, which <laughs> right. could be a mistake. He I know. Crash you got to right. play it down. I know, Greg. Yeah. I know. We have to ask him to leave. Time. I don't know. Uh, Downshift. <laughs> I mean, listen, we don't want the winner to end up at the end of it all being a loser. <laughs> no, we don't want <laughs> so, that. Uh, to change his name. Yeah. So anyway, all right. So um, <laughs> change his name. So that's big. Uh, also, Bubby, we we were talking about uh, <clears throat> even though it's eighty seven, but did you know that F. Lee Bailey has died? I know. How about uh, that? Part of the, you were talking about you know all that crew that defended OJ and then didn't defend OJ but then did. You know, it seemed like there were a lot of pestilence that came through there. Now, yeah, I mean, lot, most of them didn't make it very long. Yeah, we yeah. can't really put F. Lee Bailey in that. No. I mean, he lived to no. eighty-seven. Yeah, he yeah. did. Uh, mm-hmm. He's had uh, quite a career, uh, Rick. Not only was he part of OJ's defense team, uh, he was. Uh, he now get this. He was key in nineteen sixty in securing the reversal of Dr. Sam Shepard's conviction in the murder of his pregnant wife and Uh-oh, acquittal uh-huh. at the second trial. Remember the fugitive? Well, wow. How about that? Yep. So he was involved in that. He, involved he also in represented uh, Albert DeSavo, who claimed to be the Boston Strangler, and Patty Hearst. 
So he's he's taking a lot yeah, of these high profile hard, clients. Yeah. Did you see in the news he'd take it? Yep. Yep. You know, we're all concerned we, we have I think legitimate concerns about Texas. We we don't want to lose Texas, you know, that's your big boy. Yeah. And you're seeing liberalism and, and, and leftists taking over Houston, Austin, you know, these places are becoming um uh it, it's not very Texas like some of the behavior going on there and some of the government. But how about this? You remember when when the the Dallas Mavericks uh, owner Mark Cuban uh, ordered the stadium staff not to play the national anthem, and then they had yes. to get in there and you know talk mm-hmm. about it. Then it was, did he do it? Did he not? Mm-hmm. All this Texas Republicans have responded by passing a law that will require him to play it if he's playing in Texas. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Cuban crying? <laughs> Why Cuban crying? Because he just got dunked on. What was his What was his reasoning in that i remember that oh, controversy you're trying way. to be sharp i think yeah he, he, he trying, <laughs> trying to be sharp what if i was in the article but it said he was trying to be sharp and they're tired of it It says um, <laughs> from february of 2021 this story remember mark cuban uh will no longer play national anthem dallas mavericks owner mark cuban hasn't played the national anthem at his team's home games all season and doesn't plan to do so going forward that was from 2021 month of february uh, so um, that upset a lot of people, uh, including Dan Patrick, which was surprising, uh, and said that this was a slap in the face to every American and an embarrassment to Texas. Uh, sell the franchise, and uh, some Texas patriots maybe will buy it. We're the land of the free and the home of the brave. Well, now the Republicans have passed uh, what is known as the Star-Spangled Banner Protection Act, <laughs> <laughs> and they've made it a legislative priority of the Texas <clears throat> Lieutenant Governor, Dan Patrick, who, who made that comment, and Cuban, uh, after Cuban canceled the, the anthem uh, for um, the 13 preseason games. So now it will be against the law, if it, if it goes all the way through, for Mark Cuban to not play it. Uh, let me ask you this. Was this mm-hmm. a move on his part to keep the players from trying to kneel during the national anthem? Well, I'm, I'm trying to, to not just say Mark I, Cuban I, I doesn't love his... America because I, he has to on some level. It made him a billionaire. <laughs> he better. You know? Yeah, he better. But, he but there's got to be a reason that he – I'm trying to understand the logic. I can't remember logic. the statement he made, but he did. He, he did come back and try it, but it's not in this article – and try to walk it back a yeah. little bit. And, I say uh, just leave them in the locker room till all that's over. Or, I, I always thought that was the best way to do it for football, go. too. And they do that in, in college football, the best I remember. Or be in the legislative branch of Texas and say, I tell you what, we'll solve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Texas, will, uh, they'll jump on it. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> you got a problem, we'll solve it. <laughs> Check out the beat as our DJ revolves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so his his why Cuban cry? He said that he didn't back to Cuban and why he did it. He said he didn't believe there was any productive anything productive that came from the anthem and people arguing about it. So I'm just going to take it away. There's too much controversy with it, so we're just done with it. But not anymore. Yeah, but, but sometimes you have to say that. This this is not an unreasonable ask in a country for its national anthem to play. You got a problem with the country. You got all kinds of platforms for you to voice those opinions. But this is uh, something that happens in the country, and we're gonna go with it. Bottom of the hour. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Hi, this is Sean Hannity, and you are listening to my great friends, Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport. Thank you for being with us today. 
ButcherBox.com slash Bubba. Have you gone there yet? Grilling season in full swing. Uh, be sure you have quality meat ready to go, delivered right to your door, and you'll love them too. I mean, they've got uh, the free-range organic chicken. They've got the heritage-bred pork. Got it just like they like it, 100% grass-fed and finished beef, fresh-caught seafood like salmon and scallops, all delivered right to your door. 20 different cuts of meat to choose from. Uh, and they ship it fresh, and it is delicious. Uh, how about this? This ought to get you involved. If you've never done butcherbox.com slash Bubba, do it now, and you can celebrate the season with a pack of bacon, and their bacon is fantastic. Free, bacon-free in every box for the life of your membership. So sign up now at butcherbox.com slash Bubba. It's uh, the perfect time of year to do it. Also, there's a link at rickandbubba.com under the Sponsors button. So thankful uh, that uh, Lieutenant Colonel General Flynn, I mean Lieutenant General Flynn, uh, Michael Flynn joining us on the Rick and Bubba show for the very first time. So welcome to Rick and Bubba. Well, well thanks, Rick, for having me and, and Bubba as well. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a real honor to be on your show this morning, and I really, really appreciate your time and all you guys are doing for this for the great state of Alabama and really for the country. General Flynn, we we got several things we want to cover with you, but we we've got to, first things first. We've got to ask you about this Miramar comment that has made it into the media and trying to understand exactly what was said, what was meant. Can you clarify for, for us right out of the gate? Yeah, right out of the gate. And let me just be really very clear for your audience and frankly anybody else that takes this this uh, link and listens to it because there's been a lot of fake news reporting on this. In fact. My, my statement really uh, speaks for itself, and I basically said there's no reason whatsoever for any coup in America, and I do not and have not at any time called for any action of that sort for you guys and anybody that's listening to this. Any, any reporting of, of any other belief by me is a bold-faced fabrication and is based on twisted reporting. My statement really is, is there is no reason, and, and almost verbatim what I said is there is no reason that it, a coup, should happen in America. Yet what the, what the media has done, and we're, we're, you know, filing defamation stuff back to them. We're back, you know, we're back and forth sort of in our own lawfare actions. But what the media did is they got rid of the words, there is no reason. And they just put in, Flynn said, it should happen here in America. We have media outlets that then picked it up, reported. I mean, big, some of these mainstream media outlets that said, it should happen here in America based on that question. And they got rid of the line, there is no reason. And that's a real, that's, uh, you know, it's a real bad uh, thing for, for any journalist that's out there that does that kind of thing because really that's what they're doing is they're, they're falsifying a, uh, a statement and they're making it sound like it is something that it was not. And it was a real patriotic event. And like I have been saying for months now, uh, whether you're a Democrat or whether you're a Republican, we have got to get involved in what's happening in our country today because we cannot have this shift towards socialism and so I, I like to use the phrase, local action has a national impact. So what I tell people, you know, whether, you're, whether it's get out to register to vote, whether it's to become a volunteer in, in your precinct, or whether it's just to make a small donation to your Republican Party, like the, like the Jefferson County Republican Party, then, uh, which is who I'm coming to support, you know, get involved in the, in the lifeblood of our country and in the communities. Uh, of uh, of our country and our townships, our parishes, our 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 counties. That's where that's where the real America lives and breathes. Not in Washington D.C. and frankly, not even in some of the states' capitals that we have around this country. 
General Flynn, let us ask you about this. As an incoming member of the Trump administration, you were targeted mm-hmm. by the FBI. They mm. went after you to try to, to catch you in a lie, catch you in a, a conflicting statement, if you will, uh, and charge mm-hmm. you. What, why did they go after you right out of the gate? What, why you and why so soon, in your opinion? Because, yeah, well, as a national security advisor to a president of the United States, you have extraordinary access, you have extraordinary authority, and, and for me, I have extraordinary knowledge on the United States intelligence community, the uh, Department of Defense, our diplomatic services, and a lot of other elements of our agency's activities and, and departments within our United States government. They knew that. There were very few other people around the president at the beginning of his administration that had that kind of knowledge, and that's, I mean, as, as uh, President uh, Trump and I got to know each other over a couple of years, we, uh, we talked an awful lot about how we needed to fix things, and they knew that. They knew that, and they came after me. One thing that we, that we learned through my uh, fighting back against the, the, the real corruption, in our, particularly in our Justice Department and in our FBI, but elsewhere, one of the lead agents, and his name is Barnett, and it's public. This is public information. His name is Barnett, and, uh, and uh, he actually finally came out, but he didn't come out until October of 2020. And in his own uh, deposition or his own 302, as everybody's gotten to know those things, he said the entire, the entire operation was, in, in his words, get Flynn to get Trump. And so when people come up to me, uh, when people come up to me, Rick and Bubba, they, they come up to me and they say, I'm so sorry for what our country did to you. And I say, don't feel sorry for me because I don't feel sorry for myself. Feel, and, and don't feel sorry for Donald J. Trump either. Feel sorry for our country because our country did not benefit frankly, for my three and a half decades of service in, in uh, not only in the military, but in the United States intelligence community and across our government in many other capacities. And, uh, and it's not just, it's not just the, the Department of Justice or the FBI. It's also elements of the Democratic Party and it's elements in the Republican Party because people in Washington, D.C. want access to power. They want ownership of power. And they don't want people coming in that are not politicians, which... Frankly, in my case or Donald J. Trump's case, neither of, neither of us were politicians. What we were trying to do was come in and help this country move in, a, in, a, you know, in this beautiful direction of democracy and as a constitutional republic and try to fix some of the problems. I mean, my God, look at what they did to the, to the president, President Trump, who I was with yesterday and had a great conversation with him. Um, and I, I would just say that, that uh, this man was able to accomplish so much for our country even though he was beat about the head and shoulders for four years. And believe me, when I say that, I know exactly how that feels. It, it is absolute political persecution of the highest order. And, uh, and, that's, and that's sort of, you know, that, to me, that's just that's outrageous. But this is not a, like I keep saying, this is not a Democratic or a, a Republican issue. This is an American issue. We, in our country, we want accountability for the kinds of actions that we know happen. I mean, everybody knows that that happens. Everybody sees it. Uh, particularly the people in the in the law enforcement and the in the in the legal world. I mean, my God, what an outrageous thing to to do to a to a to not only my, me and my family, but to the president of the United States. Well, General Flynn, expand on that a little bit. What is it like to have the full yeah. force of the FBI and the Justice Department out to get you because of a political vendetta? Well, I tell you. Um, <laughs> We could spend we could spend hours talking about this. Um, 
it, it is it is uh, something that I wish and pray, and I especially pray on this that our the men and women in the law enforcement community uh, across this country, you know, it's, the FBI is the highest law enforcement uh, agency within the United States of America, and for this this uh, ugly exposure of a really nasty culture that exists at the highest level of our, of our uh, law enforcement communities, particularly within the, the headquarters and within the Washington, D.C. crowd. Uh, I know that because I have so much respect for our first responders. I have so much respect for our men and women who do serve as the pointy end of the spear uh, around our cities and streets, places like Montgomery and, and, and Birmingham and other places. I have so much respect for them. I have Many members of my family who have served as, as uh, police officers or, or highway patrol or state police, uh, and, and also those that serve in our, uh, in our, um, in our fire departments. I mean, so I, I just would tell you that to have that weight on your shoulders and to be pressing against you is something that no other American should ever experience, no other family should ever experience. And I will tell you, and I'll, and I'll stop with my diatribe here on this, on this point, that, that there's one thing, and this is really the, the two big lessons, but I learned three lessons throughout this whole thing. My faith in God Almighty and my faith in my family, especially, especially my immediate family. My wife and I have been together since we were 13 years old, Rick and Bubba. And I will tell you that uh, that strength of our relationship and our faith in, in, in uh, God and, and uh, what we believe in, because we always knew what the truth was, and we always knew that eventually if we, if we just trusted trusted the path that we were on, that it, w- it would expose uh, this ugliness, which it did, and it really did. It exposed an ugliness, and not only in the executive branch and the Department of Justice specifically, but it exposed an ugliness in the judiciary and definitely an ugliness in the legislative branch of our country. I mean, this is outrageous what happened to an individual who served the country, right, and, and to a president of the United States. What they don't realize is that when they attack me and when they attack President Donald J. Trump, they were attacking the American people. And that's what they don't realize. They think that they were going after two people when they were actually going after the American people. So um, I, I'm, I'm here now because of, uh, because of my faith in God and my faith in my family. We'll come back more with Lieutenant General Flynn right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is Donald Trump, President of the United States. Honestly, I think this is the first radio show I've done as president, if you want to know the truth. And you're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. Nine minutes to the top of the hour. Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, our guest. Now, if you want to know how we got uh, the opportunity to visit with General Flynn today, uh, we thank the folks at the Jefferson County GOP uh, because uh, they uh, were able to get with Speedy and uh, get in contact uh, and gave us an opportunity to interview him. Uh, if you would like to get a chance to hear General Flynn speak tonight in Birmingham, you can at the Sheraton uh, there at the ballroom. Those details are at rickandbubba.com. Uh, Rick I'm sorry, Friday, June the 11th, uh, a week from today. Uh, so next Friday, uh, June the 11th, you can do that. All the details are in show notes at rickandbubba.com, and you can go there and find out how you can be at the dinner, uh, which is going to be uh, honoring, uh, saluting to the service of a couple uh, Alabama Supreme Court Justice Mike Bolin and also State Representative Jim Carnes. They'll be the featured guests there. 
Uh, but uh, General Flynn will be talking about the things we're talking about right here. And if you want to be part of that dinner, just go to show notes next Friday, June the 11th, Sheraton Ballroom in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, so, General Flynn, we were going to the break, and, and you were you were laying out uh, true, truly the state of our country, and this is not a Republican or Democratic issue. I know this world we live in now where it's a mob mentality, and if a mob forms and they come after you and, they're, and, and they'll use the branches, like you said, these different organizations within the government, all I can think about watching what you went through have, are going through what other people are going through if they're targeted in this current environment. This is exactly why the Founding Fathers wanted to create a constitutional republic and a constitution that limited the power of the government because they knew firsthand if a government becomes tyrannical, the people are at risk. It, it, and, and, that, and, that, and here we are allowing this government to grow and grow and grow, allowing them to have all these different organizations that they can use to come get you any anytime they want to. I mean, if they don't like you, they'll send the EPA out to say that, uh, hey, we're taking uh, this land over. They, they sent the FBI. They'll send uh, other branches uh, of the government. They, they've proven that they will do this, and the American people, as you were stating, we need to wake up to this and do every, everything we can to, to limit that power or to minimize that. So what, what are the things that the American people can do? Because we talk to them. Every day, and I'm telling you, there's starting to be kind of a hopelessness saying, do we even have the power anymore? Yeah, so first of all, uh, I, I want to do a couple of shout-outs because I'm going to do this while I'm on this show briefly, and I'm going to answer your question sure. very succinctly, what people can do, because I don't want people around this country, and I definitely don't want people around Alabama to think that you don't have a voice. You're listening to one, and I will, I will stand my ground against the tyranny that is raising its ugly head in our country. Uh, I, would, I will just say I want to thank uh, Lara, uh, I think it's Lara Clark and uh, Judge Perry Hooper for getting me to uh, become part of this Jefferson County Republican Party dinner, uh, honoring, honoring really the significant careers of Alabama Supreme Court Justice Mike Bowen and Alabama State Representative Jim Carnes. I mean, they're terrific, terrific servants of our country, terrific servants of Alabama, and I would just say that uh, it's important that we recognize those who have served our country in, in different ways. To answer your question, people, people need to understand that there are champions out there. I will, I will mention one who's a great friend of mine, Mike Lindell. And Mike Lindell just dropped a massive lawsuit that will have to be seen by the Supreme Court. Eventually it will be seen. And, and like I believe, along with Mike, that, that the result is going to be a nine to nothing uh, in, in, in support of him that we were attacked by a foreign entity, namely China. And if you, if you haven't gone to frankspeech.com, go to frankspeech.com. Mike's up there talking to the whistleblower, uh, who is the one, only one of a couple who uh, have been able to testify and provide testimony and are willing to go, to, to go all the way to the Supreme Court if necessary to, to talk about what happened during this last election. So what I want people to understand is that, is that we must have rule of law in this country. And we have to have it. I mean, there's a, there's a phrase, you know, render under Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. A state, a state, a nation state like the United States of America, we just can't make up laws as they go, nor change what I, what I like to say is the immutable laws of God. So we have to have accountability. In the last segment we talked about, really, or I certainly implied the lack of accountability uh, going after these people who committed really crimes against our country, probably the greatest crime of the century, 
is, uh, and you played Donald J. Trump here at the beginning of this segment, you know, the greatest tri- crime of the century is probably the theft of our election on the 3rd of November, wh- whatever people want to say. And so I, what my appeal is, my appeal is to not, not to the Republican Party. My appeal is to American citizens across this country. And if you, if you don't see it, then you're not informed. And like George, George Washington said, basically, he said was that a, an uninformed public it will lead to tyranny. And so we have to be informed that, sadly, uh, you've got the tech titans that are censoring. You've got incredible levels of political correctness, not only from our, from our political uh, uh, leadership in Washington, D.C., and I use that word leadership uh, in quotes. Um, and I would also say that, uh, you know, we, we have incredible levels of fake news coming out of our mainstream media. So, so what we need is we need local action for a national impact. I, I keep asking uh, anybody that's listening to me, when was the last time you went to a school board uh, hearing or a school board meeting? I mean, we're, we're starting to teach in our schools critical race theory. I mean, what is that? I, I don't even understand what it is. I've, I've looked at it. Uh, it. It's incredible that we are forcing these issues. So these, the school boards and the politicians are not responsible for the education of our children. The, the responsibility goes to the mothers and fathers of, our, of those children. So get, respo- you know, get responsible and, and step up and go to those school board meetings. If you have never gotten involved in the lifeblood of your, of your local level, your parish, your township, your county, maybe it's time for those leaders, you know, like, uh, like I'll throw out, uh, I think it's Tubby Tuberville, who's, who, who was a great Alabama, and, and, you know, and, and what did he do? He said, I'm tired of what's happening in, in Washington, D.C. I'm going to step up. Now, he's got a great platform that he came from, and, of course, everybody knows him, but there's a lot of other people at the local levels throughout all of the counties in, uh, in uh, Alabama who are leaders, pastors, I mean, maybe local leaders, maybe coaches, and, you know, step into the lifeblood of, your, of, of our state, of your state. Step into the lifeblood of our country. Thank God the founding fathers gave us states' rights and gave us individual liberties. In fact, the Constitution of the United States of America is built upon, we the people, is built upon uh, individual liberties. And, those, and thank God they did that. Otherwise, we'd be done. We'd be done right now after this election. So for every American, my appeal to you is to get involved, get informed, properly informed, and take, you know, take the proper responsible actions that you can in your local communities. That's how we're going to take each county back in this country. Jefferson County is among them. Jefferson County, I think, is the largest, most populated county in Alabama. You know, and I think that Jefferson County, the people of Jefferson County, you know, you, I mean, are you satisfied with the way you're living right now? I mean, some people are probably going to say yes. I venture to say most people are going to say no. And you got to look at the leadership that's leading you. So anyway, thank you guys so much for having me on. And, and I really appreciate it. And I look forward to, to uh, speaking on the uh, to honor uh, Supreme Court Justice Mike Bowen and State Rep. Uh, Jim Carnes here coming up in about a week on the 11th of June. God bless you guys. Yeah, you too. Thank you, General. Thank you for taking time to be with us, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. We're the show that takes the other show's lunch money. Rick and Bubba. It is six minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Welcome in. Thank you for being with us. Time has come today. Young hearts can go that way. 
Join us, 866-WE-BE-BIG. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and Eddie Van Adler all here. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, uh, out again this weekend. Our guests, Lance Ingram, former intern Firestone, and also the man who brought us the character, Dr. Luke. Uh, he also has a brand-new devotional out that he spent three years gathering and getting one devotional from 42 different men of various platforms and influence. Bubba and I got a day each, so... You know, you have you have your highs in there, and you got us. I start to say maybe should have stopped at forty. Right, yeah. forty two. Yeah, when uh, you hear the word forty two, I know what you're thinking. Oh, Bubba and Rick were added uh, because of the biblical number forty. And now, look, we we understand. I, it certainly hit look, me when fair. I saw it. I, hey, I I thought of it. Fair uh, assessment. Yeah, it's a fair assessment. I, that's what I thought. But we'll talk about that on the podcast this weekend. So enjoy yeah. that. It was really good to visit with him and reflect on his time on the show. Yes, and because many of you have always said, "Hey, who is Doctor Lou?" Well, you're going you're gonna to meet him. Yep. Did not know the wig he wore where it came from. Yeah. Uh, so look at that. Also, this hour, we will talk uh, to one of our favorites, Jonathan Evans. Jonathan Evans has a brand new book out, Your Time Is Now. Your Time Is Now. And what does that mean? What is he talking about? We'll talk to uh, Jonathan about that and also remind you about the upcoming Gridiron Men's Conference where Jonathan and I have the honor of joining uh, Herschel Walker and Gary Chapman and Ike Reichard. Uh, Charles Billingsley, Phil Waldrop, uh, Jonathan and I will be there as well uh, coming up Father's Day weekend here in just a couple of weeks. So we'll talk about that too. All right, so you do you want to review? Yeah, we need to review that. And we've not we covered – yeah. uh, we have – you know, Congress is uh, is going to get a report from the military on the UFOs that the military has seen over the years, supposedly what they know about I UFOs. To start, I thought that – isn't this the month of UFOs? Yeah, it's, is it about it's that? coming out. It's coming they out. It has June. to be released by June 25th is right. the date. Right. Um, and there's already leaks about what the report's going to say. I think they're trying to – you know, lessen the blow of this, so to speak. But the, the leaks are saying they're not going to say that we have little grays and we've examined spacemen. What they are going to say is we've had over 120 encounters where our military jets were uh, engaged by an object that we could not catch or identify. And they're also going to say this is not our stuff. This, they're trying to play down the theory I have been pushing that it's actually our stuff we're testing on our own military. They're playing that down. They don't know if it's Russian, don't know if it's Chinese, but uh, it has far outpaced anything we have. That's what it's going to say. That's what some people are saying it's going to say. They did say, though, that since it's the month of June, that every update will feature rainbow colors. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Uh, so, anyway. Um, How about 120 incidents are documented of unidentified objects seen by the U.S. Navy by U.S. Navy pilots over the past 20 years? How about, How about that? Well, we've been waiting on it. Well, that's, that, that'll be interesting to read. That'll mm-hmm. be, uh, I tell you, oh, uh, <laughs> What's that show you like, Greg, overnight? What's the name of it? Uh, Coast, 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 Coast to Coast, Coast, buddy. They will be on fire. Oh, my God. They, oh. I mean, they'll be, the knob will be too hot to touch on the radio. <laughs> Listen, I know this. I'll I mean, be a year worth this of shows. shows. You, this shows you that this, this this works. So we've been waiting on these new hats that Bubba was 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 fired up Where about for the store. Now, listen. listen this, 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 thick hats. This, yeah. what, this is what you're going to love. And it's uh, these are live on the store now, by the way. But Bubba had some that he wanted that had the the generals. Yeah. Was it called had the, the scrambled eggs? The scrambled generals eggs bars on, on Admiral. Here bars. is the text that I just got from from the merchandise department. Okay, 
that dropped them off. These are the ones that Kelly, you, you didn't leave. Did they, you? they were designed for you, Bubba. Look, this is what you love. It tells you how much it works. This is the text. The winner has Bubba's hats. <laughs> the winner. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Did you see his winning self get up and go get them the minute he saw that somebody was coming to the door? Kelly, you didn't have to run off. So bring it in here, winner. Don't you want to see him? Yeah, Bubba, I do. I do. I do. Kelly Lee. All right. So do we? Now here we go again. How we create confusion on the show? Okay. And I, I'm as guilty of it as anybody. The hat that is live in our store does not feature the scrambled eggs, right? Right, right. The that scram- was, the that scramble- was special made for me. Yeah, the scrambled yeah. egg add-on was you. And Bubba wants to wear this hat oh. while, while he captains his boat. <laughs> oh, look at oh, <laughs> Greg, Greg Burgess. Oh, Greg oh, my Burgess. Gregory Burgess. Greg Burgess. What in hey, the world? Boy, that's a winner there, buddy. <laughs> He's got huh? the scrambled eggs. Oh, Bubba, get that, on your, get that on your head as quick you as possible. You can take the cardboard out? Yeah, No. Oh, my, my dad told him that. Oh, my God. I think the best part is the cord that goes across the bill. Yeah, I love those. Oh, we See, that, we love that's a throwback. That. Yeah. i tell you one thing. I like how that big logo pops yeah, off. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, Look I at that thing popping. That thing pops. So this hat, without wow. without the scrambled eggs, okay? Like and and here's, what we, here, down here, here's what we love about this hat. Now, you could add your own scrambled eggs. Yeah, but the scrambled eggs are not on the ones in the store. They're right. d- they're just white, and they have that big lock. You know what that logo Commander does? On the bridge. Can I tell you what that logo does off Commander the front on the bridge. Hey, you know what that logo does off the off that hat? Jump. Ooh, Captain Phillips. But listen. Here's what we love about this hat. It's perfect for, for water because if you drop it in the water, just pick it up, wad it up, oh, it throw it over in the floor. It just wads yeah, up. Yeah, the the yeah, bill is, yeah. is Wash just, the hood of yeah. your car with it. Yeah, you can wash. You, can <laughs> you wa- stick it in your back pocket, yeah. and it comes right back where it was. <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 I didn't tell you that, but these are spo- I think these are live in the store right now. I, I like think, speedy wear one. I think I read that right this morning. I don't so, know if he's got one. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll look on there and see I if they're like live on, on the store yet. Okay, but, uh, went on. Rick, this is so big. But your little head can't wear that's that. Top the of yeah, I think that's, I, I think that's why that's he the point. It's going to look like we've taken him to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rick, did I not call that? Wait a minute. Oh, Don't we have a picture of, of Speedy's uncle in a hat like that too? Yes, Rick. Rick. Oh my gosh, Speedy. Speedy. Speedy that's a good. If look you don't on wear you. that to the next ball game, yeah, right. Bubba, the El Capitan hat is here. There it is. See, you, that's a good-looking hat. That is. Like that, the cord, especially. When somebody, when somebody yeah, wears that out on the water. Look, the cord looks good. That's what makes it. That's what <laughs> look, There it is. Look, look, <laughs> look, you know, makes it. look what, we're at, what we've called it in the store. Bubba's, Bubba's captain hat. Bubba's captain hat. Uh, you take that's that thing. Oh, my God. At ease. It's that's thick. It. Another thing, as you, you hit in the head with something, as you, got you were, gentlemen. Yeah. yeah, you know, you got some padding. Have you somebody hit you with a rock? You can literally wad it up on your pocket. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. something else. Bubba's captain had us here. I can see you on the pontoon boat right now. Oh, I mean, huh? what if Speedy said this is the hat I'm about, and he and wore it all the time? What if Speedy locked in and thought this was it for him? The only thing I don't do is make the crew on the pontoon boat stand at attention when I dock. That's it. That's good. Captain, yeah. <laughs> you come into the dock. Yeah, Captain like, Underbridge. Like the ship does when yeah, they bring you in the train, they're dressed white. Ain't nobody out of line. That's funny. I, I tell you what. Hey, that looks good. Hey, get the, hey, hey, Bubba, get the winner here and let's put it on here. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? Huh? <laughs> let the winner wear it. <laughs> Speedy, you, you got to get some more. I'm going to ask you to take it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, baby brother asked me to put it on. It looks like right. a veteran and he's yeah. like trying to raise money. Yeah. <laughs> That's so Greg. That's Don't you go there. That's Greg, what you're you homeless. Greg, you know, Greg, 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 just saw a stop. What? Greg, you ain't I, never seen a homeless veteran? Yes, Greg, Greg we have. Oh just stop, God. please. Greg, I don't have time for a meeting today. I got to go to. Yeah, thanks a lot, Greg. I think we ought to call it the homeless veteran hat. No, we're not going to call it that. 
<laughs> we are Stop. not going to call it that. Stop. Let me tell you, that's not. I want to get out of here early today. Greg, <laughs> we're not going to call it. You just made a lot. <laughs> ain't going to happen. No. Made a lot of people. And, and that's Greg at RickyGobble.com. Don't put my Greg, name you're on the email. Yourself yeah, I'm tired of getting to the emails parade in November. Even, I don't even want to get copied on the email. Yeah. Yeah, right. I've already got two emails thing. today about you. I didn't say you. it was a good thing. One. Look, I'm going to act Greg. like mine's written but, in German. I can't read it. But in honor. But no. You're right. Walk, Greg, they walk up and they shake your hand and it has the award they served in on that day. And beat that fifth point five out of my wallet and give it to you. Greg, you're still doing it. Yeah, it's no. called Bubba's Captain. Sad. That's the end. Of That's it. the name. Of That's it. the name of it. No, okay. no other name. Look, you've even upset the winner. Stoke Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. You're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. Twenty minutes now past the hour, Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you for being with us today. And the 23rd day of June a big cake on a Hey, don't miss Paul Thorne paint the picture Another email this week. Hey, went to see Paul Thorne. How come he's not on the show anymore? <laughs> Thanks, Bubba. Yeah. That's you. Yeah. Appreciate Bubba, won't you, you send him one of them hats and try to be like the olive branch? <laughs> yeah. That's good, Greg. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. It's a great <laughs> idea. Him that in a spatula. Look, Greg, now you're thinking. Greg is not going to get out from under his veterans' comments. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was saying, Speedy actually was uh, stolen valor. He was faking that he was a disabled vet. Greg, don't, why even go down that road? Wait, can I just say something real quick? <laughs> Somebody just tuned in and thinks that's what I did. Okay, they don't even know what you're Greg, talking about. Stolen valor. <laughs> Hey, By the hey, way, those hey, people hey, Rick, he's I got a, hung on you. Hey, he's on those videos. A bunch of stolen valor when they call him out. <laughs> hey, and it's, you can't quit watching. Hey, this. every morning I come in, he's on another one. I love uh, it. He's on. By the way, Greg loves to watch the YouTube channel where people who are trying to steal valor get busted. Yes. Oh gosh, they get busted. And they see, try, I love Billy Ray Valentine when he did it in trading places. <laughs> Agent Orange. That's funny. That's <laughs> awful. Still got That's one of the funniest things. El Capitan. Staying with it. Greg Bubba's got his El Capitan. Captain Phillips. Uh, hey, don't go around the Horn of Africa. Uh, let's uh, let's hit you with this year, America. You will not believe. I, I'll, I'll give you the. We're not going to review the interview. Nah, it's too late now. It's too, it's too far ago. So now I want to clarify to make us feel a little bit better. Okay, this is a. I, I didn't even know we had this. Did you know we have non-voting representatives of yes. Washington D.C.? Yes, I think yes. we need more. Well, you know, because D.C. is not a state. It was set up not to be a state. Correct. Uh, because but, it was going to be the the home of our nation, of the federal government. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's almost like it has a special place. But uh, they since they're not a state, they're not represented in the Congress. They're not represented in the Senate. So 
The people that live in D.C. has had a burr about this for a long time. Yeah, you know, we, we see that going on now. And there's an attempt to get them So what vote. they do is they have an election, and they actually send people to the Congress, and the Congress actually seats them, but they don't allow them to vote. Well, but the they, can, they can make speeches. Bills and stuff. Yeah. All right, so let me tell you this. If you are for giving them the power to vote, today's a setback for you. Well, I'll say this. I'll give them the power and take AOC's vote from her. Okay. <laughs> but, Greg, but this is – Well, this, but it's Greg, not this, about this giving one. them the vote now. It's about having the Democrats have control of the Senate. Right. It's really not about that anymore. But so, if you're trying yeah. to make the case that that's a vote we I need, know, I know. today I, is not I the story this. for that. I, I, I don't know if y'all seen this. Yeah, we did that one earlier. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton, the non-voting representative of Washington, D.C. in this case is a good thing. So <laughs> – says the lack of female crash test dummies means that vehicle collision risks for women are not adequately studied. Uh, look, I'm going to give her a semi-pass on this because I see what she's saying. If you, if you dig into this, she's saying that females are injured in wrecks more than males. So maybe we're not doing the research on the female anatomy in a crash like we have done with the males or the babies. It probably needs that. to be looked at, uh, but I don't think it's uh, – So they don't do different size? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's, That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah, I don't she, think a crash test dummy is an adequate representation of the body of any real human. Uh, I well, think they, they try just, to – But they, they do it on size, not on gender. They do it on size, though. But aren't they you, do different sizes? Yeah, aren't you they still do. covering it by the I, sizes well, of it? I think, I think what – there may be an answer in this, and she's just saying that there needs to be more research. Maybe they're, they're, they need to look into it. But I think it may be this simple. that on, And it goes back to the point we've been making. On average, the female body is not as strong. It's not as muscular. The bone density is not the same as a male. So given the same force of a crash, a female would probably have more injuries than a male. I'm just going to use what I call dumb logic on that. Right. That may be what she's seeing, and that may be, but she's asking, why can't we study it? And I don't know. Yeah, but why I, would I, have anybody, if, you, if that's a legitimate argument. It's not argument, as dumb as what the headline makes it sound but, like. But wouldn't you just ask that question and go, hey, are we doing this? Why would it have to be well, she's gender equality? She's you see what I'm saying? She's well, she's tried to get cute and tie it into Couldn't you all just go and go, stuff, hey, have y'all which, thought about it? They may have. They which might is make a not the way to get it done, but, really. But, but I, what, what if they put one look like Dolly Parton in there and let it go? I, I thought, put it, you know, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I thought there. In other words, the airbags is already deployed. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, that's good. That's good. I'm not an expert. Thank you, Captain. I'm not an expert in cap on crash test dummies, but I thought they were genderless. I, did I, too. I, th- I thought I you did had too. adult crash test dummies and you had baby crash and test dummies. And I assume they, they did, went different weights and heights. I assumed. Mm-hmm. I guess I was wrong. Yeah, I, they I, may not. They may just have an adult and they may just have a, a it, child version. See, I don't it, know, it but, just, that, but that's, a, that's a fair question. It, it, it just seems it to me, huh. though, in the, in the political ring, this shouldn't be. Can, hey, people that are testing cars, if we check to make sure that we're doing this i mean i don't understand i, I think she's grandstanding almost mm-hmm. like that we're somehow against women yeah well that's she's, what's she's going that route mm-hmm. i so, mean this if it's a problem it could be addressed without making a yeah, big well she, she should keep it in the science 
yeah. window and not move it into gender equality. Which is what she's doing. Because right. that's, she thinks that's a hot box now that we can get anything pushed through, so to speak. Yeah, because she makes it sound like <laughs> you said like, hot box with that hat on. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> she makes it sound like that we went and, and we want to do this and they're refusing to do it because yeah. they don't care about women getting in. Right, right. That's the way she's portrayed. Yeah. I, I think that crash test dummy. It looks female. Yeah. I, I, I don't it think she's. I don't it think looks she, like a, spe- hey, a female with Speedy's hair. I think we're going to find out. Or lack of. I, can't, I think we're going to find out these research, researchers going, you think we don't take into account yeah. different body types? Are you serious? She was talking about neck, now, uh, the strength of your neck and, and different well, things I, when it comes I, to I the women. They, but what, she's, assuming, but she's assuming they don't do that? I, yeah, I they don't may, know. We may ask that question to people doing the right. test. Go, absolutely we do. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. somebody else would have thought of this before. You know what they would yeah. will probably say is, what, what would you want us to put a wig on it? So you, does that make it more? We're, we're just trying. We gonna be we're testing the impact on the human body of crashes. And we've taken into account different sizes, different body types, but we don't put a gender on a crash test dummy. Do you want a wig on one? Well, what, here's what do you want? look. Here's the thing, too. Many, it, the it, shape it, of the outside of the body has nothing to do with it. They have sensors on the input, and they say on the inside, and right. they say, "Look, That's you slam into a wall. We tested this many uh, uh, pounds per square inch pressure on someone's chest." <laughs> It's the same on a female that it is on a male. Well, it's just the female would be injured more because their bone structure is not the same. Correct. She actually, Rick, by trying to be cute, will end up proving the point that males shouldn't be competing in female sports. And there you go. And, Rick, we said this earlier. They actually tried it one time, but the female kept telling the male how to drive. They couldn't get the test done. There we go. I saw that one coming. Back seat driver. <laughs> and, I, and I tried to be quiet so you wouldn't <laughs> rush it. That's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> well, well, don't get a ham start on that because he pretty much trashed his wife. Yeah, what, what, what are you talking, talking about? about? That email you got. Thank you. Guys. Oh, okay. for that. bringing that back up. I'm being facetious. People you. just, they don't. So, they, it's hey, tough out there. Let's be, let's be lighthearted. Yeah, okay, it's a Friday. Friday. Let's 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 calm down. You don't know me. don't know my wife. don't know what she gets mad about. Maybe they've already worked on it. Well, pregnancy would be one that you'd certainly want to look at. Yes, and I bet they, surely they have. I bet they have. bet they have, Greg. If I'm at the research if I'm at the research place i would say would someone inform eleanor that we've thought of all this i just can't we do all this i think she's trying to be sharp and act like there's a victim here and there's not and they're trying to get her some pr to act like a representative from dc actually helps out the calls or matters right jonathan evans jonathan evans is standing by we'll come back we'll talk with him the new book your time is now We'll talk to him about that and what's going on with Jonathan Evans next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Proving daily that common sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes past the hour. The Rick and Bubba Show, thank you for being with us today. Uh, excited to get another opportunity to spend some time with Jonathan Evans. Uh, the book is called Your Time Is Now. Don't let fear keep you from God's calling on your life. Jonathan, welcome back to Rick and Bubba. How are you, brother? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Well, you know what? We're, we're fired up and ready to go and really looking forward to getting to spend some time with you again. I hope it works out. I'm not sure what the schedule is with you speaking and me speaking, but 
I plan on being there for uh, for the whole weekend just to benefit from hearing the other guys and some stuff we're doing with the manchurch.com with our resources and stuff. But looking forward to being with you in a couple of weeks at the Gridiron Men's Conference. That's a that's always a, a, a great conference. It's a great lineup uh, again this year, and uh, I, I know that you and I both, I know, honored to be part of it. So looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. Absolutely, man. Can't wait. So the book, um, you know, first of all, I want to just tell you that um, how much um, – we, we respect and love your family, which kind of ties in to, to the book and, and the topic. You guys have been through a difficult grind uh, lately in, in your family, and uh, I hope you felt the prayers of your brothers and sisters of the faith. And uh, just once again, not surprised, uh, but uh, I love how you and your family have carried out uh, uh, your lives, including a time of, of difficulty and, and loss of family members, your your mother uh, going in to receive her glory, uh, the other things that happen with other family members. It's just, um, I mean, you guys went through, you know, sometimes you look around and you think uh, these things come in waves, and you, you guys have definitely been through a lot. Yeah, we, we definitely have. It's been uh, it's been a struggle the last couple of years, and I appreciate what you just said and the sentiment you gave. But, um, you know, we just believe that faith carries us through, and we can't just talk about it. We have to walk it out, and as we've walked it out, we've, definitely experience um how you get girded up as you continue to wait on the lord so um, we're just happy to happy to know that where, where my mother is and happy that that she's experiencing the victory that we already have well jonathan bubba here we were just looking at a picture of your family man what a family <laughs> i mean wow i bet y'all have quite to get together huh? uh, yeah we definitely have quite a get together now we've got i've got five kids personally you know, my my sister's got five. My other sister's got three. You know, we got we got my dad's got grandkids everywhere. Great grandkids. I mean, we we get together. We have a good time. Well, that is a sign of a blessing for sure. You know, most of the time, uh, a family's just glad if they can get a, a flag or touch football game up. I mean, you guys can have a softball league. I mean, y'all got <laughs> teams galore out there. Yeah, yeah, we can have. We can definitely have our own. Our own. We can have not only really have our own team. We can have our own league. Yeah, you could. <laughs> it's it's great. And um, so let, let's talk a little bit uh, about um, you know what's going on with the book, uh, because it, it's so true that um, when the curriculum that, that we have you know that we put together with themanchurch.com, we realized the first five weeks of it, uh, for if you do it, we it, we we, enti- we we have the title identity on that. And you talk about this, if, if, if not just men, I mean, I, right now God's called me and, and it seems like with you two a lot to men's ministry because, um, you know, uh, our adversary realized a long time ago, you wipe out men, you wipe out a lot. Uh, you know, you guys did the movie Kingdom Man and, and all these attempts that to get the churches to realize we got to reach and disciple the men to counter what Satan has done. If he has correctly identified, hey, take this guy out, and you cause a lot of problems, if we go and reach and disciple that same man that God gave that same influence to, we'll correct a lot of uh, those problems like a counter move in this spiritual war. And uh, and you've done a great job in your family with that. But one of the things that you talk about even in the book is that in the there was a time in your life where your identity uh, was a little um, up in the air. It, 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 it was your pursuit of professional football. Hey, uh, my dad – uh, is this outstanding warrior for the kingdom? I'm kind of over here in his shadow, and 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 I'm I'm having an impact for the kingdom vicariously through my dad as I per- pursue uh, you know my identity in football. And uh, and you talk about the process, and you use a great analogy of Moses and Joshua uh, early on in the book um, 
about to, you, you have to understand that eventually it's your time. And I know that your dad has prepared all of his children in, in the ministries uh, with, with all your siblings that, uh, you know, you, you don't have a, a ministry or an impact to the kingdom just through me and through your mom. You have your own. And, and talk about that process in your own life with, with, a, with a dad and a mom that were so well-known, you know, in their own right. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's a, one of the toughest things that my mom really, really helped me with is that, you know, I love my dad and honor my dad, and I know that my dad is great. But sometimes that was, that was the very thing that produced the fear to not step out and do what I felt like God was calling me to do. Because if I felt like I couldn't do it like him, then that means that I wasn't really as necessary to the kingdom. I mean, why do you need Jonathan Evans if you got Tony Evans? Right. And so, uh, you know, as a, as a son, you know, I thought, well, why would Michael Jordan's son try to try out for the Bulls? That doesn't seem to work out very well. So, right. um, so it would automatically kind of produce this fear uh, in me, and my mom would always tell me, she would say, son, um, um, why don't you try to put on your dad's shoes? I said, well, I can't put on my dad's shoes. She said, why? I said, because I wear a 13. He said, well, she said, well, what size does he wear? She said, I said, he wears a 10 and a half. He said, exactly. You can't wear your dad's shoes because they're meant for his feet, but Ooh. your shoes are meant for yours. And until you recognize that God is calling you to walk in the shoes that he has for you based on the way that he's made you, then you'll always not be walking in your purpose because you're trying to put on somebody else's shoes that were never meant to fit you anyway. And so she was always letting me know that God wants to use you the way that he made you and to not allow fear to stop you from going and getting what God has given you. And so um, that was one of the things that, that challenged me because, guys, I went and played football because I loved the game, but I also used that as a vehicle um, to deny my purpose and calling because I did not want to um, get on that stage even though I knew um, by many people and by, uh, by just having the opportunity that God had gifted me to do it, that God wanted me to go to seminary, that God wanted me to, to chase after him, chase after his word and give it. Um, I was using, um, you know, football not only as a love for the game, but also as a cop-out for the true game that God wanted me to play. And I, I think that a lot of people do that these days. A lot of people will feel the call of God, but they'll look at their own insufficiencies to determine whether they should go after it or not. Mm. Jonathan, and then they'll have... For, for, for Well, for, I just wanted you to expand on that a little bit because uh, for, for a lot of people, they, they may not know your football history. Talk about that and, and what you did and where you played at. Okay, so I came in. I played at Baylor University, um, and so that's where I played college ball. And then I got picked up as a free agent to play uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. And, and my dream, you know, was to run out of the tunnel and play in the NFL. Well, I got cut from the Cowboys, went and played a season in NFL Europe, got hurt over there, came back after rehab to San Diego, got cut from there, then went to the Tennessee Titans and got hurt there, got carted off the field. Then I went to Buffalo Bills and got uh, put on the practice squad, then got cut from there. Then I went to the Washington Redskins and thought that I was going to have a chance to run out of the tunnel there. And uh, through a series of events uh, that were very uh, crazy, actually, I can't go into all the details, but... I ended up getting cut from there. And I said to my wife, I said, what is going on? I'm doing everything God is calling me to do. Why does it seem like I'm not getting to experience um, of, of what I've been working for? And she said, because God is calling you to something different, 
but you're basically being stubborn and walking away from it. And he's not going to let you walk in a direction that he's not calling you. He's just going to use it for where he's calling you. Yeah. And it, so that, that was, you know, I, when, when, when I was reading the, the beginning of the book, that that's something I never thought about before, Jonathan, you were, even if it wasn't consciously, subconsciously, you were saying, I'll be known as Jonathan Evans, the professional football player, so people won't say that's Jonathan Evans who does the same thing his daddy did, but I wonder if he'll do it as good as his dad. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. I, I was setting out to make my, um, my, my own identity and to give myself my own name on the back of my own uniform all the while I was running away from the greatness that God wanted to give me for the purposes that he had for me. And well, so I was using th- those reasons to do that. Right. But but I think, too, people will want to hear your experience. No doubt. so many of us who played in the yard had that dream, like you did, of being on a pro team and, you know, having Pat Summerall or John Madden call our name out on Sunday. And, and you, you did it, and but you didn't get to the level you wanted to, so you had to, you had to deal with uh, – you know, not getting to that level. So I, to me, that that makes it even more interesting what you've got to say. Yeah, and that's yeah, what, and that's what your wife that's what your wife was telling. Here we are learning now from that that incorrect turn or that disappointment of God saying, "No, Jonathan, you're trying to do your will." And and what well, what did my son teach you to pray that my will be done? You're supposed that's to right. be in my will for your life. You don't create your own will, and if you do, if you truly belong to Him, He'll shut it down. And, uh, you know, yeah. to, to get you back where he wants you to go and to get you to face that fear, you know, I, I think about when Peter talks about that the adversary is like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I, I was in uh, Africa, and I had the guide tell me we were on foot. He said, if we encounter a lion, do not run. If you run, you'll just be tired when you die. <laughs> and, 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 I, and, I, and I said, well, don't run. He said, because your fear instinct, Makes his attack instinct Kick trigger, yep. and you see, I think about that. I think about that analogy with Peter because you're talking about overcoming the fear of God's calling. When we're afraid, that makes the devil attack like the lion. Absolutely, and that's absolutely right. All right, let's come back. We're going to unpack more in the book with Jonathan Evans. If you want to be with us at the Gridiron Men's Conference, man, we'd love to have you. Uh, GridironMen.com. Uh, Ike Reichard, Herschel Walker will be there, Gary Chapman, Phil Waldrop, Charles Billingsley leading worship, and, of course, uh, I'm honored to join Jonathan Evans. We will both be there as well. GridironMen.com. It's Friday night and Saturday, half a day, Father's Day weekend. The book is called Your Time Is Now. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Thera Breath uh, teaming up with the Rick and Bubba Show. Hey, good health starts with good oral care. Uh, get the best you need uh, from Thera Breath. It gives you the two-for-one benefits. You'll have much better oral care, which that's important to your overall health. Plus, you get freshness of breath. I mean, let's face it. A lot of these things, when you're, you, you don't have good breath, they don't go after what's causing it. Uh, Thera Breath was developed by Dr. Harold Katz. Uh, helping one of his family members, his daughter, to overcome, you know, losing their confidence, thinking, I don't know why I'm having this problem. Well, he, he found out why and created uh, all these formulas that you can get at therabreath.com, and they've got something uh, for everyone. Use the toothpaste, use the oral rinse, 
Uh, they've got stuff for dry mouth. Uh, they also, you know, they protect you against gum disease. Uh, you can get it at retailers everywhere, but uh, you may just want to go to therabreath.com. Tell them Rick and Bubba sent you there. Usually we got some coupons for you there, too. Uh, therabreath.com. There's also a link there at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. Talking to Jonathan Evans, the new book, Your Time is Now. The official release date is June the 8th. However, if you want to get it on the pre-sale, wherever books are sold, you certainly can do that. Uh, so, Jonathan, we, you know, when you think about what we just talked about, your story and your identity, and, and like Joshua, you're, you're standing in the shadows of your Moses in your life, which is your dad. But your time is your time. It, 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 you don't live it through your, your dad's impact. You try to find a new identity. We talked about that. Uh, but one of the things that, that you think about how God, you know, the things that he will do, your dad, if I have this right, was the chaplain for the Dallas Cowboys. And now, and now you are. I mean, so you know, here you were wanting to run out of the tunnel for the Dallas Cowboys, but now he has you discipling uh, the members of the Dallas Cowboys, like your dad did. Uh, and and so, talk about what that was like. Well, yeah, absolutely. It kind of feeds into that story. You know, I I was wondering why you know the NFL as a player wasn't working out for me. I mean, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And then when I finally stopped fighting against God and, and um, went to seminary, um, while I was in seminary, while, while I finally put it down and picked up what God wanted for me, while I was there, I got a call from John Kitna. And he called me and he said, hey, I want you to come to the Dallas Cowboys and uh, be the chaplain. And so it was very interesting because I went back in uh, to the Dallas Cowboys, and DeMarcus Ware, who I was in the same draft class, came up to me and he said, man, where's your locker? You're back to play. I said, no, I'm not back to play. I'm actually back to be the chaplain of the Cowboys. And he said, you got to be kidding me. I said, absolutely. I'm here to be the chaplain for the Dallas Cowboys. And, and uh, ever since then, I've been running out of the tunnel, and I realized something. I realized that God allowed me to do what I was doing. God allowed me to go through all of those things in the NFL so that I can minister in the place of my former misery. And so uh, what God was doing was making sure that not only did I have book knowledge, but I had experiential knowledge so that I could be the best minister I could be and run out of the tunnel for the last 10 years. Wow. And you know things about being a player that a, a chaplain who never played wouldn't have known. That's exactly right. That's exactly, you know, we serve a great high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses. And the reason why he can sympathize is because he lived it out. He walked it out. And so God put me in a position where I'll never forget. My mom told me, Jonathan, your greatest ministry will come from your greatest misery. Yes, and always. So when you understand that God uses it all, you understand that he always wanted me to run out of the tunnel, not, but not my way, his way. But how about you are running out of the tunnel? <laughs> So that's right. Let me give you a quote from your book, and you know you you know it because you wrote it. But but I, I want you to expand on it. When you stand before God, you aren't going to be graded on how you played the secular game of life. You aren't going to be graded on the things you ran yourself ragged pursuing for fun. When you stand before God, you'll be graded on one thing and one thing only: your spiritual work. God will be evaluating whether you actually did what He created you to do. So Man, that's it. listen. After at every game when I played football, um, um, I was always thinking about the next day. I was always thinking about that. Every football player will tell you when they play the game on Sunday, they're thinking about Monday. The reason why they're thinking about Monday is because Monday is when the coach analyzes the tape. 
Monday is when the coach sits you down and says, I only want to know one thing. I want to know if you were bearing the image of the decal on your helmet based mm. on the playbook that I gave you, or were you just out there doing your own thing? That's the only thing the coach wants to know. And so we have to understand that God, as our coach, is going to want to know the same thing. He's put his players on the field to do what they were divinely designed to do for the advancement of his kingdom so that his kingdom can win the championship that it's going to win anyway. And so when we go see him, that's what he's going to do. Second Corinthians 5.10 says, For we all will go before the judgment seat of Christ and be recompensed for our good and our bad. And so what Christians are going to have to realize is it's not about um, you know, how many followers you have on social media, how many people you had uh, that respected you, how many buildings you own, and how, many, uh, uh, um, how much money you had in your pocket. All of that stuff may be nice, but what God wants to know is, were you bearing the image of the decal of the blood of Jesus that was shed for you on the cross? Um, were you doing what I called you to do, or were you just out there doing your own thing? And nobody will have to give any answer, because it'll all be on tape. That's true. So when you say your time is now, what, what I've kind of taken away from this is stop putting it off, stop playing games, understand that, that you know, and I, especially in men's ministry, I know you have the same frustration, and I had to deal with this in my own life because I was as guilty as any man. So everything I talk about, I'm talking about me because I've done it, sadly, and embarrassed by it. But men seem to be so gung-ho about achievement until it comes to their spiritual life. And then, for some reason, the same guy that, that, that looks down on people sitting on the bench or are coaching from the stands is, is, is perfectly okay spiritually to go sit in the stands and, and not be part of what's going on and has no desire to be a starter. That's exactly right. I mean, that's a great uh, illustration and analogy that you give, that while Adam was in the presence of God, had the instruction of God, had a job from God, and was producing and cultivating from God, when the rubber met the road, uh, and it was time for the rubber to, uh, for the tire to meet the road and for the things to move forward, he was passive. Yep. Genesis three six says Adam was with her, yep. and so he allowed things to fall apart. Yep. He didn't execute all the spiritual knowledge that he had, and the whole world fell apart. Not simply because Eve talked to a snake; the whole world fell apart because Adam was passive while having all the information. The book is called Your Time Is Now. Uh, it is available uh, everywhere books are sold. You can go ahead and get the pre-order. The, the, it comes out on the on the 8th, and, and we don't have time for it, but there's some cool modern technology in this, too, you know, using these are you calling them QR codes. What's it called? QRCs? QRCs? Yeah. QR codes. I know. See, I, I'm, I'm technically challenged. <laughs> but it's really cool because you can use these throughout the book, too, to have a, an enhancement on what you're studying. Really cool. Your time is now. Jonathan, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for being on. Can't wait. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.